Should I bring up my Batman voice? Nope. <laughs> God, no. I'm always a favorite Batman voice, but I don't want to introduce chaos to this situation. <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> so he did it anyway. That was not me. I swear to God, that was not me. <laughs> that was really good, okay. actually. Okay, okay. Swear to me. Batman. <laughs> Where are the drugs? <laughs> Would you guys shut up so I can start? <laughs> <laughs> Let's track this from the beginning. We start with something pure. Something exciting. Then, deal with something new. Told you. Okay, so far? You like it? I'm feeling it. Yeah. Why stop there? This is it. This is the path I started us on. very strength invites challenge. Challenge incites conflict. Conflict breeds catastrophe. The thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. run it's been epic forces of darkness and light what a world universe now This is the Red Face of Monster Zero with my partner Chaos, and this is a super important podcast. It's really special. Uh, we got a whole bunch of guests, uh, but real quick, what's going on, Chaos? What up, Red? What up, everybody? Welcome to the best damn conversation, commentary, discussion, hot takes, news, reviews. Of anything's going on in the pop culture world, whether it be movies, television, comic books, welcome to what kind of podcast is this? The best damn podcast you're gonna hear. Damn right. All right, so uh, this will be our. What do you want to call it, Chaos? You want to call it our top 
it's it's a Xfinity. It's in. Oh, I said Xfinity. Excuse me. Uh, I'm not plugging them. <laughs> it's an Infinity Saga. Uh, top twenty three. Yeah, you know, since uh, the Infinity Saga has officially ended, now that we know what it's called, the Infinity Saga. Um, the uh, first three phases of the MCU are now in the books. What's going to happen? You know, what well, we've gotten into that before because. The whole thing is tied in Spider-Man, and now there's no more Spider-Man. But for the 23 films we do have that are uh, in the books, we are going to give you their rankings. All right, so we got a whole bunch of guests besides us, uh, four other people. Um, first, we got Devin. What up, though? Say a little bit about yourself real quick. I'm Davin. I'm a Capricorn. I like long walks <laughs> on the beach. Um, <laughs> now, nah, um, seriously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a co-host on the podcast with your boy Chaos there. We we co-host Knockouts and Three Counts a wrestling MMA podcast. Cheap plug. Go ahead, check that out. Cheap plug. Um, I'm currently on strike from General Motors, so I'm broke, so hopefully I get paid for this. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a big you fan to talk of to Chaos. <laughs> yeah, we'll, Cut we'll his microphone later. off. <laughs> but uh, definitely a big fan of Marvel films, man. So thank you guys for uh, inviting me and bringing me in on this one. Definitely our pleasure. Next we have uh, uh, the Lady of Destruction, uh, Black Girl Marvel, Lie. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Lie. That's how I answer my podcast at all times. Uh, as someone said before, I'm a Capricorn as well. So hello. Um, I got my own podcast, Black Girl Marvel. You can follow me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, everywhere. Also, IG, Facebook. I'm here to have some fun. And it's a great podcast, people. So if you're listening to this, you're going to love her shows. Yeah. Um, next. Oh, oh, what's that? <laughs> what was that noise? I, what I, was heard, that? Ah, I, heard I, your, I heard your shade earlier, so I'm just throwing it back. I, I did hear oh. your shade. I did hear your shade earlier. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I respect it. I like it. Go ahead. Uh, next, we got uh, Jay Tesla. What's up, everybody? I am a Pisces, you know, the better sign of the group. Um, <laughs> oh. Throw the hell shit out there. Uh, Thanos size. Um, but no, I am a uh, um, blogger, uh, jtesla.bandcamp, jteslanerd.wordpress.com, all that shit. Here to have fun, and I'm gonna say a lot of shit's gonna piss everyone off. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, uh, one of my, uh, uh it, you know what? And I, it's kind of weird doing this right at this point in time. But every time I I have this guy on the podcast with me, uh, always, uh, always give him like a good review or some praise because uh, I wouldn't be podcasting without him. So, nonetheless, uh, Hubert. Man, stop. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? I'm on a podcast again for the first time in, like, six months. Very happy to be here. I'm always happy to be a part of anything Mark and Kyle are doing. Also, I've heard Devin before because I've listened to your podcast. And I've read Jay Tesla's article about Game of Thrones. And I got some words about that. I didn't realize you were the one who wrote it. <laughs> That's a conversation for another time. 
<laughs> That's a show for another time. Damn, man. <laughs> All right. Um. So what we're gonna do? Me and uh, Kyle's been contemplating how we're gonna do this. Everyone made their lists. Um, we were going to do like top 23, uh, kind of all mash it together. But the more we looked at it, the more we said, fuck it. And it would be super long to do that. And everyone give a fucking explanation or argue why, uh, which, what is, which is which. Um, so Plus we just, most of y'all listed the same, like movies in the same way. Like there was some of y'all lists had no, like, like symmetry. Like y'all all had like Hulk and Thor too, like at your last. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised that like most top sixes are the same. Alright, so um Wait, no, nobody nobody had any surprises? I I well, I uploaded everybody's list to the uh group messenger, so I don't know if everybody got I to do, see it. but we'll get into mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so I, I say my I say I know my least favorite Marvel film will be uh will be a shock to some people. Alright, so since there is one vagina here, she can go first. <laughs> I feel all special. <laughs> uh, so this, not to cut you off real quick, because uh, I didn't finish explaining it on my. That's my fault. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have everyone run down their own uh, one through twenty-three, and then we're gonna ask you to explain why you picked your top one. Uh, picture your least favorite, and well, your your number one and your twenty three. Explain those, and then we wanted to, what what else we wanted to do, Kyle? What what is your favorite film? Even objectively, like you can say that you think Endgame is the best movie they've ever done, but your personal movie is Winter Soldier. So yeah, give us give us your real like unadulterated this is my favorite one this is my least favorite one and that's a while a surprise so your favorite least favorite and the one that actually was surprised you either surprised how much you liked it or surprised because it really underwhelmed you okay i should wrote this down okay um <laughs> so you want me to so you want to run through my 23 first though right yeah. yeah yeah just give us your in order one through 23 your list Okay, so uh, this is Black Girl Marvel. Uh, my list is Winter Soldier, uh, the first Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Iron Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Asia Ultron, Black Panther, First Guardians, Ant-Man, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, 3, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Thor 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Far From Home. Okay, you got some explaining to do, but okay. Is that legit? <laughs> Far From Home is the worst one on your list? Um, I'm not I, like, I guess, I'm just... For, for me, yes. For me, okay. yes. All right. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Uh, uh, somebody else go first. Uh, you you start now swinging hard in the beginning. You're going to have to explain that, that last one before we start talking about that first one. You want me to talk about Far From Home? Yeah. Okay, so uh, for me, um, there was a lot of hype over Far From Home before I went to go see it. After seeing it, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it was lacking in some points for me. It was lacking in, like, uh, storytelling for me. Um, I felt like it was, like, it was a lot of meat there, but I felt like I didn't get enough. Um, also... 
it just it seemed a little disjointed for me. Homecoming and then Far From Home, they don't seem like connected films to me. They seem kind of separate. In a way, it was like they it was like kind of like for me, it's like they rebooted Spider-Man in this far in Far From Home. And I get it, it was a death. Tony died. He kind of got rebooted in a way cuz he's kind of like on his own now, but it just I didn't like it. it just it didn't seem cohesive for me. Oh, by the way, everybody that's listening, this is a podcast review of every MCU film. If you haven't seen every MCU film and you don't want spoilers, you shouldn't have been listening to this one. Yeah, it's your <laughs> bad. I just thought about that. Like, like I, I don't want somebody hitting me up on Twitter. Yo, man, I ain't seen Far From Home yet. Well, why the hell are you listening to the podcast? Um, <laughs> Huber hasn't seen I ain't seen Far From, from home, home, but I'm just taking this one to the chest. It's fine. <laughs> it's better than the last one. I'll say that. All right, so uh, I mean, that's all wow, I what, 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 well, what's your pro? So what? Your wait, 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 wait. I, I need to rebuttal that shit. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I'm not gonna be the guy. Some other people gonna be damn talking when it comes to lie, because I don't want to be seeing the guy that's jumping on her. Damn it. Uh, but uh, if we if we're talking just Spider-Man movies, I can get why you would say it's disjointed. But when you look at in totality of Spider-Man from Civil War all the way over to, um, uh, from Far From Home, from Far From Home, it's one solid story. So I can understand you saying Homecoming to Far From Home. It looks weird, but you got in, you got Infinity War and Endgame in between that that tells a story. That's a part of his story. Well, I mean, he's barely in both of those films, so I don't really count those films as like a to, like as added into his story. Like, well, you would have to because they, they the the way the story in uh, Far From Home opens up is based off of what happened in Endgame. He was going on a field trip, whether that was the the summer field trip or not, in Infinity War or wherever he was going. He was going somewhere in Infinity War. He left the bus, fucking died, came back in Endgame, and then Tony died, and then he had to live his life, what every what five years in front of what missing five a five year gap with just uh, mm-hmm. kids that had grew up five years. Uh, fuck that mm-hmm. one guy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, real talk. <laughs> Dang, what do you do to you? But all right, right. Um, um, no, no, no. I mean, listen. Like, I, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. It has merit. I'm not saying it doesn't. But for me, I'm looking at Spider-Man's like his solo MCU films. Like, if you go back right now and you watch Homecoming and Far From Home, yes, you'll have all the knowledge film. of of in. Like, yes, you have the knowledge of Infinity War. Yes, you have the knowledge of the Endgame. In those, you can't help but have them. But if you watch Homecoming and Far From Home, for me, it's it's this it's just it's it's disjointed to me. Like I needed a little bit more, and maybe it was like outside forces of people being like, "This is the greatest Spider-Man thing I've ever seen," or "This is one of the greatest movies they ever created." It's just it fell flat for me. Hmm. I expected mm-hmm. a little bit more, and it fell flat for me. Do you Just like the Tom the, Holland the, Spider-Man? Quiet. I've been shocked over here. <laughs> you you thought Far From Home was worse than Thor The Dark World? That's my question. Yeah, like I get you not liking it, but that worse was, than like, all of them? That movie was trash. Like, that movie disjointed as a motherfucker. That's like that's like an Anderson Silva leg disjoint. Like... <laughs> See, for me, the way I did my list... I did my list as in terms of 
like the whole Infinity Saga. So like how one for me, how one bled into the other one. A reason why I like Thor: The Dark World above Far From Home is be what's that clicking on? Hey, yeah, Kai, you might want to mute yourself real quick. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So the reason why I said Dark World over Far From Home simply because I I thoroughly enjoyed the Thor the Dark World. It gave me it gave one it gave me an Infinity Stone, and I added that to my, to my list. Too. Oh, it gave me it gave me an Infinity Stone, so I had to put it up there. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Film. This the story the story in it for me is just clutch. Like the story like the continued story between. Thor and his brother for me in that film yeah. is clutch. It's above the story yeah. for me in Far From Home. No, wow. I agree with that. I think Dark World actually does have a really good story that people kind of just like gloss over because so much of the other parts of the movie are bad. But like the storytelling yeah. in that movie is actually really good. I I'll give you that. Uh, I it... no, I specifically I can't. between I'm, the characters. I'm, oh, oh. I'm, I'm... okay, that's oh. fine. Hey, let's go. Let's talk about it. All right, we, that's what we're here for. I know, but we on time too, so <laughs> we gotta keep moving. True. Uh, Very so, true. Uh, so go go to see your number one. Winter Soldier. Okay. Enough um, said. Uh, enough said. But go ahead and just give a small little explanation, please. Winter Soldier for me encompasses how you are supposed to do a sequel, like hands down for me. So from the storytelling to the choreography and the fight scenes to the development and character for everybody across the board, to me, that movie tops for me. All right. Okay. I agree. Uh, and what would be your favorite, per se, out of all of them? Um, my favorite would have to be uh, just a solid Avengers film. Okay. I can watch that one all the time. All right, um, let's have uh, Devin go next. All right, give me one second. This is the uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 what was your question? Um, I, you know, I'm probably about to find out because it's probably Devin's. Go ahead. All right, so. Hey, you're you're breaking up. Hold on. Start start over. Devin. Me now. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, he's really low. He's really low though. Uh, he might be low on his end because I turned him up. Yeah, everybody up for me, so he's really low on his end. Yeah. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you... you keep going in and out. Yeah, like it sounds like it's not picking up. Like it's doing like a, what do you call it? Uh, like noise gate type thing and it's not getting your voice high enough to trigger the microphone. Yeah. Uh, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I guess I got to hold this button now to make it work. <laughs> It'd be like that. All right, so go ahead with your list. All right, so 
number one and two was Endgame and Infinity War. To me, it's just all one movie, so that's one and two for me. Uh, number three is Winter Soldier. I think it's definitely the best one out of all the MCU movies. Just Infinity Wars and uh, Endgame. Like I said, one movie, you got to count that as the top two. Number four is Civil War. Number five is Black Panther. Six is Ragnarok. Seven is the original Avengers. Number eight is the original Iron Man. Number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ten is Ant-Man. Number 11 is Guardians 2. 12 is Doctor Strange. 13 is the original Captain America. 14 is Age of Ultron. 15 is Batman and Wasp. 16 is Spider-Man Homecoming. 17 is Far From Home. 18 is Captain Marvel. Number 19 is Iron Man 3. Number 20 is Iron Man 2. 21 is Thor. 22 is Thor Dark World and number 23 is Incredible Hulk. Alright, so let's uh, explain that uh, that last one. I mean, I, it arguably, it, I don't see anything wrong with it, but uh, just go ahead and explain your reasoning. <laughs> yeah, all of us kind of agree on that. It, it seems like everything went wrong with this movie. Um, no, Ed Norton fell out of this MCU, so when you see Ed Norton instead of... Um, Hey, what's my ass? I can't think of his name right now. Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, when you see Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo, it throws you off. Um, the, it, the movie just it doesn't feel like it fits in the MCU, even though there, there was some things that carried over into the rest of the story. It just doesn't seem like it fits into the whole uh, saga. Yes, because that's usually like one of the biggest consensus whenever you do a list of the MCU, the ones that usually fall at the end are Hulk and, like, the Dark World. Like, what for you just did not do it in this Hulk film? So, and I think it's the problem with any any Hulk film they've done, like the, the Eric Banner one. It, it's, it seems like the fight scenes, it's not enough. Like, when you think of Hulk, you think of him doing a lot more destruction than they have in the movies. It's like, Honestly, I think it's, it's really hard to do a Hulk film, period. Yeah. So, so that's why I thought, like, the genius of Ragnarok is that they did Hulk, and they did it well in that movie. But doing a Hulk film by himself, I, I don't think I don't think you can do it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I know you picked um, Endgame and Infinity uh, War kind of as a, a two-for-one. Uh, can just go over that a little bit more. I know you briefly said some things on it. Yeah, to me, it's just one continuous movie. So it's, it, for me, it's hard to separate the two. So I had to put those as, as, as one and two. But um, yeah, Endgame, I put Endgame above Infinity Wars basically because it, it tied everything up and it kind of hit me in the feels a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely cried. I ain't gonna. <laughs> I watched it last week. I cried again. Tears were shit. <laughs> All right. Um, and what's your favorite movie out of the whole bunch? Uh, my favorite one is is uh, it's probably Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is arguably the best superhero film ever made. 
I would I would always go back and forth between that and uh, Dark Knight. To me, it's it's probably one of the most complete films from top to bottom I've ever seen. Yeah. All right. I'm right now. Okay. Uh, let's go with Hubert next. Um. All right. So, uh, one to twenty-three. I have Endgame, Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, First Avengers, uh, Winter Soldier, Homecoming, Iron Man, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Captain Marvel, Iron Man three, Thor one, Age of Ultron, Ant Man, uh, First Captain America. Thor 2, Guardians 1, Guardians 2, Ant-Man, oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, rather, um, Doctor Strange, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Far From Home. Far From Home is at the bottom because I haven't seen it yet, but I also kind of have some kind of low expectations about it, and we'll probably get into that later. Um, what was the other questions? I forgot. Okay, so why, well, this, why did, since you haven't seen, um, Far from home. Go ahead and tell us why you picked uh, Iron Man Two as your number twenty-two. Oh man, I think Iron Man Two is a terrible movie. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's like honest in the theater, like maybe halfway through the movie, I'm like, this is garbage. Um, mostly just that like the scenario they put him in didn't do anything to advance the character, and the story, like, so we have a whole movie that doesn't move a character forward. The main character at that, and you know he's going to be in all these other movies afterward. It's just kind of like, look, we can just skip this because nothing in this movie is going to matter, you know, as his story goes on, which it kind of didn't. Um, they, I feel like that whole movie was just a vehicle to get him from point A to point B. And point B was he's not at risk of dying from being Iron Man. And they got him there. And for the rest of the movies, it's just like, cool, he's not dying. We got it. Um, and then just, yeah, the villain was dumb. The fight scenes are bad. Like, I just think that top to bottom Iron Man 2 is a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... It's probably gonna be a consensus with a few other people, but uh, why was Endgame your 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 number one? Um, that was a tough one. Honestly, my top four at some point was my number one, and I had to like ration it out between uh, Endgame, Civil War, Black Panther, and Infinity War. Um, Endgame specifically because I get uh, I'm, I'm it means a lot to me whenever something can you can put a bunch of expectations on something and it actually delivers on that because that doesn't happen that often. Like think about you know, Game of Thrones season eight. Think about, um, you know, really any genre. The last Harry Potter book. Like, nobody's favorite Harry Potter is the last one, even if you love Harry Potter. It's not as bad, but it's like the last one's never the best of anything. You know Man, what I mean? That slapped. I don't know what you're talking about. I really like it, but I'm just saying, like, most people are not, like, favorite Harry Potter is the last one. Oh. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Ebbs other stuff too, like the series finale of his series finale of Steve Harvey, not the best Steve Harvey episode. See, uh, series finale of, of Lost any show, yeah. exactly Lost. Right. So like for them to, and then you know you you take that how rare that is, right, for the last episode or whatever to be good, but then combine the expectations of not only is this the last one in like the Infinity War saga or whatever, but it's probably the last one and what is the biggest movie series of all time like financially in terms of just scope like it's a 23 move well 22 movie saga it's the last movie you've been sitting with these but 22 you know movies 3,000 was it 3,000 minutes or some crazy shit like that like all that weight and the movie totally delivers on it like it's worth all of that pressure so I think that's like a phenomenal feat that probably will never be achieved again like for as long as humanity exists, to be honest. Who else has a 22-movie series coming up? Um, 
We know it ain't DC. So. Right. <laughs> we know it ain't Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, even Star Wars. Like, you know, they've done more than one trilogy now, and no one thinks the last movie in any of the trilogies, for the most part, is the best one. So, like, for me, all of the, the hype and expectation and stuff building up to that and then having to actually deliver on all of that is just, that that's beyond my wildest beliefs, for sure. Um, so that's why I bumped it up to one. Uh, that and, like, I love Black Panther, but there's some stuff about it I didn't like. So I'm like, I can't put that at one when there's nothing I didn't like about Endgame, but there's stuff I didn't like about Black Panther. So. I feel you. Um, and what's your favorite out of all 23? Oh, man. Well, 22 um, rather for you. I'm going to say real quick, Winter Soldier probably would be up there for me if uh, I'd seen it recently, but I've literally seen that movie one time in theaters, and, like, it was good enough that it's still, I think, one of the best movies I've ever seen, but, like, uh, I just, I have, I gotta, my memory's not super fresh on that. Favorite, um, earlier you said, like, the one you could watch over and over, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's probably, probably Civil War. Hmm. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, that movie has uh, it's like that movie has a lot of heavy moments, you know, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think those scenes where it has those heavy moments are all pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moments in those characters' <laughs> existences in the story. Like the kind of the, like office conversation between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Like that conversation defines where their characters go for the rest of the series. So like when they mm-hmm. finally meet up in Endgame that scene only matters because of that argument they had in civil war or like when T'Challa's father dies, like that scene sets up everything that you know about that character that makes black Panther work. So like so many different directions for the MCU were triggered by scenes in that movie, even like small scenes, like the, the Falcon Bucky and Captain America car ride scene, like little stuff like that. (laughs) Um, like change the direction for all the characters when you think about how many important characters there are in this story like you know 20 30 characters like at least a dozen of them got reestablished in that one movie and that's kind of crazy to me yeah some dope reasoning absolutely um and last before it gets to me and kyle go dj that's my dj (laughs) you did this shit on purpose because you know i'm gonna have it's gonna be arguments okay <laughs> uh, from uh, one to go to twenty three. Far from home, Doctor Strange, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Ant Man one, Black Panther ten, Ant Man the Wasp, Captain America First Avenger, Homecoming, Iron Man two, Incredible Hulk, Guardians one, Iron. Age of Ultron, Captain Marvel, Thor, Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, let's, uh, let's hear about uh, Thor The Dark World. Why? The movie is god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so annoyed. Like, because, like, like, before the movie came out, I was like, okay, I don't know who the villain is. Let me look him up. So I'm like, okay, dope-ass villain. True. Yeah. Really, really important in the comics, and then watching him and then seeing how they use him, I'm like, yeah, he's the shit in the comics. Why the hell they do this to him? Like, this, this like he got the the way he dies getting crushed by a building. <laughs> oh man, you're right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. 
Like no, I no, sure didn't. Speaking of Game of Thrones, like I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, I've, I haven't seen anything past season two, so that means nothing. <laughs> um. Yeah. It just like. I thought Thor the Dark World would be better. Like, I thought they would. His mythos and all that kind of stuff, and it did absolutely nothing. And I'm kind of glad that Ragnarok didn't do that. I mean, they, they, they talked about his sister. Like, the rest of it was kind of like, we're going to go away from that and go more into his off world stuff. Okay, I feel you. Most definitely. Um, and I noticed that you flipped your number one, so, uh, go ahead and explain, which would be, like, a complete, uh, rebuttal to, uh, La, why you picked, uh, Far From Home. (laughs) No, no, Far From Home was number two. You changed it, because I could have sworn you just said Far From Home first. No, 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 Endgame was one. Endgame was one. Okay, so, yeah, all right. Well, explain why it, it's number two for you. I don't, I don't want to hear about your game. We we heard enough about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know me and Lago go back and forth about this, but um, the perfect Spider-Man movie. Agree. Beginning to end, it is absolutely perfect. If like, mm, okay, I'm gonna need to ask you about that. Okay, hold on. Yes. I'll, I'll say this to me. To me, this and I hate to spoil it. The scene involving the. The, the train scene, dream scene, the yeah. dream scene. Yeah, train scene. There's oh, nothing. Man. There's nothing that beats that. Nothing. On, like the only reason Endgame is number one is because I would say Endgame is just perfect. I've been waiting for that scene for a very long time, and it's the first movie. It's we're really Far From Home and Homecoming are the first two like comic book movies in general, other than the Batman movies, to make me give a shit about the villain. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like, okay, I I like Mysterio. Like, I like Vulture in the, in Homecoming. At the end, the the, the Peter Tingle. I can't. I still cannot watch that scene. I'm going. Oh my god, they pulled this off. It's just just the small things about it. the fact that that they made Mary Jane's important instead of just being the love interest. You somewhat involve different elements of like. To me, Far From Home is a big comic book event, and Far From Home is the fallout book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to lead you into the next universe, but unfortunately, companies get in the way and think it's cool to take movies out of series and then reboot shit. <laughs> just so, give just give Sony $8 billion for Spider-Man. Like, it ain't that hard. No, no, no. What is what what is an apple falls out the tree and takes Sony away? Yeah. You bought you bought Star Wars. You bought Marvel. Just buy he, Sony. Just buy just buy, if you can't buy Sony, just all. They're they not gonna they buy the Sony. They're not just gonna allow them, them to just, buy Sony. No, just Apple. Apple's trying to buy Sony. That's because I, Apple wants that Spider-Man money. <laughs> so, no, well, once, that's the problem. Once another company buys Sony, the uh, rights to Spider-Man revert back to Marvel. Yeah. So if oh, Sony gets bought. So if Sony gets bought out, it does go back, but I don't want Apple in charge of Sony. Like I like no, no. I'm curious about that, but that's a conversation for another time. Get Apple TV. Get Apple TV good. What I'm more surprised about is no one brought up my 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 number ten. 
All right, well, before we get to me and Kyle, go. Uh, what's your number 10? Black Panther. I mean, I mean, that's your Fair opinion. Fair enough. I mean, when I first started my list, I mean, the first movie I wrote. I mean, he's singing the top 10, at least. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, and the only reason, I, I, like, I, like, I love Black Panther, but the reason I had so, I had as local, it was really three for me part of the movie. I love when they did when they did the rights by combat to find out who was king the first two times, I loved it. I got the symbolism of them being on the Underground Railroad, but the CG took me out because the CG was horrible. Yep, that's the problem with that movie. Yeah, if that yeah, scene wasn't in that movie, it would be yeah. the best movie I, I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, we throwing it out there, Black Panther is my number 10, so that's, it makes perfect a, use to me. That's my only issue with the movie. I've got two questions on your list. I want to know about number three and number 11, man. That, that's what I want to know about. Number three and number 11. Okay. Um, he's my favorite character. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's number re- one. That's reasonable. Right. The second reason I put Doctor Strange at number three is because it was the first time we got to see that side of Marvel. It wasn't like, oh, we're, like, we're going to basically like, like dip your toe into, you know, the mysticism of Marvel. No, we're going to throw your ass at the deep fucking end and just try not to drown. But we're, they totally fucking drown. That's the problem with that movie. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I love, like, as a Doctor Strange fan, I love part of that, like, part of that movie. It was like, this shouldn't work. There's no way they should be splitting New York into prisons. Both those movies, uh, Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange, hit a point where they just decide, and eh, fuck it, you know the rest. And I'm not like yeah. Yeah. The reason my time to come see this movie. You don't get to just gloss over what this person's powers are, what they're capable of. Like, no, explain, like, work this out, find a way to tell that in the story. My problem, my problem with Doctor Strange is I think that film, I liked it, but I think it should have came out in Phase One because having to do that whole origin story over again, where it's it's they did justice to the origin story, but. It just felt like we're past the point of having to have this type of origin film where it is kind of paint by numbers. Tragedy happens. Hero get, learns his powers, faces the villain in the final uh, couple minutes. Yeah, that's true. It, 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 it just kind of felt like when I saw it, I'm like, I was expecting a little more this late into the game. Like, we already knew we were going to Infinity War. So I'm like, so you already are still setting up this one character so that it, that's why it kind of felt a little flat for me we'll get to my list but i liked it i love the casting i love the character but the movie it just it felt just a little safe All right now now captain marvel the reason that one was is as a, is as low as it is i feel like captain marvel is like required reading before you get to your final test like you don't want to do it but you have to do it uh, I don't know about that. I, but like, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Like, like don't wrong. I was I I I, I wanted to go see because you know I my, the person I was talking to at the time she was like oh it's the first female woman that to like hold a marble like okay fine whatever. I didn't I wanted to go see it and it was cool but I'm like I'm not I don't gotta watch this again. Like my list was based off what I would watch right now if I had a choice. Well, I well um, if. You, if you guys have been listening to our podcast, shameless plug, because uh, you mm-hmm. should be. Um, nice. When we did, nice. oh okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Throw all the shits out. Throw all the shits out. Throw all them shits out. Uh, yeah, no, right? Look it up. Um, 
when we did our review of Captain Marvel, I did say that she was a, in my opinion, she was a better. Well, I mean, well, actually, when we did the in-game review, I said she was a better character in her own movie than she was in Endgame. A thousand percent. And the reason why that is is because she shot Endgame first. And then they went into Captain Marvel. So they, they got to flesh out her character for her actual movie where she was kind of like a stiff in Endgame. So like that shitty personality yeah, she had. Uh, well, it, it carried, but the more the movie progressed, she she kind of got more of her human side of her, rather. But in Endgame, she was like a complete stiff. It was kind of like, I'm just here. Uh use me and then she wasn't used properly in the movie i feel like it was kind of like oh we got this we got the overkill and then we go to find out we got a weak ass version of thanos um and and then at the end why the fuck the most powerful person there needs a group of women and this is no shit and, and i'm not shitting on that scene but it, <laughs> it's dumb uh, honestly and it was pandering to women i don't give a fuck who says what it was nice and cute, but it was pandering to women. There's no reason why uh, fucking Captain Marvel needed any help against Thanos. There was no reason why. She could have just ran through his ass and did what she needed to do. That, that was it. Now, in the comics, they, they do get into it, but a comic's a comic, whatever. I mean, uh, was the Ultimates? Was she part of the Ultimates? Uh, yes. I don't think so. I think she, was she? I think she was part of the newer Ultimates. I was about to say, yeah, the original Ultimates. No, she wasn't a part of it. But, yeah, so, you know, they always got to deal with Thanos because they're, like, inter intergalactic police uh, generally um, besides S.W.O.R.D. Uh, but, you know, I just felt like it was kind of, like, mm, a waste. And her kind of one-liners are kind of terrible. So the movie was like, mm. oh, Okay, well, I got to say something about that because I keep hearing people talk about that whole scene with like all the women and since I'm the only woman here I gotta speak up on that scene. It was pandering. So, but definitely go ahead. So no, I'm not denying that it was pandering. You could pander to me all the time, Marvel. I appreciate it because women don't really get like a big thing to do in Marvel. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm cool with being pandered to. But the way I looked at it the way I looked at it in that scene, I looked at it as an homage to uh Black Widow. Because yeah. in Infinity War hmm. You know, when I can see that. When she was fighting when um what's her name? When uh um Scarlet Witch was fighting old girl by herself and you know, and she was like, You gonna die alone and she's like, She's not alone and then to me it was just like a little homage because Black Widow didn't get a funeral. She didn't get what Tony got. And I felt like it was a, for me, I was looking for something for Black Widow. Yeah. And to me that was just like because if you see the first person that dropped down to say something was Okoye. Mm -hmm. to be like she's not alone so for me it was just a good little homage of course she's powerful enough to like knock all these people back it's evident they seen it but why not have her back you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. just because I'm strong don't mean I don't need people around me to help me as well that's what I actually took from it because Black Widow you know she doesn't have powers like if she hadn't died in service of the story like mm -hmm. say Hawkeye died like she would have been completely useless on that battlefield like and she would have been killed yeah you know so the fact that you the the most the probably the most famous woman from this the mcu is black widow but in a situation like that she would have most likely died again so now that you have women even though Koye is you know human anyway still 
You have Scarlet Witch now. You have Rescue. You have the Wasp. You we have Captain rescue. Marvel. Yeah, right. Uh, but the fact that you actually now have these powerful women who have powers, in some cases, more powerful than any of the men in Scarlet Witch, I thought that was a great way to actually say, like, that even though you lost the, the matriarch of the MCU and Black Widow, you now have yeah. so many more women that are going to take that baton and run with it. So that's what I took from, like, okay, this is the future women of Marvel. Let's... I, I enjoy the, the, the Captain Marvel character. The only problem is it's gonna she's gonna run into a problem that Superman runs into. Yep. The fact that she's so powerful, no one's ever mm-hmm. gonna believe that she can lose a fight. And we, if you don't have vulnerability, you can't be a good superhero. I'm sorry. So she's gonna run into that same problem with Superman. You can't really make a good super Superman movie because no one you know he's not gonna lose. Well, they got to be on his level or, or either on her level or some type of way that she's crippled in the fight, the reason why she'll lose the fight. That, that's the only right. way it, that's only what works, and that's how they write Superman. Well, you write your way around that situation, too. Because yeah. like you, you, what you're describing is basically the same problem that The Dark Knight Rises had, where it's like the major conflict for Batman in that movie is he has to fight this dude, and he lost the fight. And it's like, okay, but he has to eventually win this fight. So you know everything is going to happen in that movie. But The Dark Knight he doesn't have to win a fight, and there is no fight to win. His vulnerability has nothing to do with can you win in a combat situation. And that's what makes the movie great. It makes the villain seem so dangerous to this otherwise super capable uh, protagonist. So, like, they're going to have to find a way to, with Captain Marvel, put her in a situation where it has nothing to do with how powerful she is. Um, uh, and, on the, and, and kind yeah. of in defense of the whole we didn't give Black uh, Widow a, a funeral, if you think about the timeline of that scene, they quite literally find out find out she's dead. Is literally bringing Thanos back from the future, the, the past. So there wasn't much time to like give her a funeral. Plus, they still had to use the stones. So it wasn't like they had a lot of time to like. I, I'm quite sure had Thanos not come back and they were just able to bring everyone back and and have the funeral for her. But it's like, okay, let's do this shit. <laughs> No, see, to me, that's to me, to me personally, that's a cop out for as like if I'm looking at it as a movie, if I'm looking at it as a movie standpoint, of course, there's no there's no time. It's a three hour movie. I get that. But in the standpoint of a story, her funeral could have been in conjunction with Iron Man's funeral. Right. Yeah, that's how you would do it. It's a it's a funeral. I could have sworn it was, honestly. I mean, they kind of more figured it on Iron Man, but it was kind of like. Uh, a funeral for everyone that was falling because they were. You remember when they were on the the dock? He was saying like, "I tried to bring her back." So mm-hmm. it was it yeah. was one of those things like when they first found out she was dead, they did kind of mourn for her. It wasn't necessarily a funeral, but they did for sure. They did. They yeah. did mourn for her. Mm-hmm. So. To to be honest, I don't have any like movie rationale for it like i look at that scene and like every <laughs> argument for why it doesn't make sense like i agree with like that that scene doesn't really make any logical sense in a movie but the reason why it doesn't bother me is because taken outside of like the, the plot of the movie and stuff like i think just the, the moment matters like in the biggest now the biggest movie of all time there's a scene where the only characters on screen are female superheroes. Like to have the balls to be like, we're going to end this with this movie and put this scene in it. And y'all just going to have to deal with that. Like, I just think that's dope that they even 
felt it like you know felt like we could get away with that and just fuck it, it's there like you just gotta live with that i think that's awesome i mean i just feel like it's a good scene how many young girls watch that scene and been like that's oh that's saying. that's dope like regardless of like if it made sense or if she's so powerful mm-hmm. she don't need anybody it's just as a standpoint for me personally like i'm a hundred years old and i got excited when i saw that you know what right. i'm saying so, <laughs> right. I, that's yeah and that, that's what i said on our show i'm like you know when you think about it yeah i mean Women don't get that much representation here. I mean, we got a Catwoman movie with Halle Berry wearing a swimsuit before we ever got a Wonder Woman film. You know, like, even a bad Wonder Woman film, we still should have got one before we got Catwoman, before we got Elektra, before we got, hell, before you even take them in. We got a Steel movie with Shaq before we got a Wonder Woman (laughs) film. Like, that never made sense. I'm like, this is Wonder Woman. Like, you take... 10 grandmas off the street. Name me five female superheroes. One name they all gonna say is Wonder Woman. That's very you know, true. So, mm-hmm. You know, so like women don't get that much representation. So the fact that we finally did get a good, a little overhyped, but it was good, went great, good Wonder Woman film. You know, we got Captain Marvel. We're gonna get the one, the two things that the MCU as a whole did not do well, in my humble opinion, is villains. And women. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they are starting to get better at. You do have women protagonists like Scarlet Witch who are getting more, you know, is going to get more screen time. You have a Koye, who is one of the best representations of a strong female that we've seen in a long time in any type of medium. And then now you're getting better villains like Mysterio, Vulture, Killmonger. So they are course correcting, but the the big caveat that I would worst two things that they did was building women and having good villains. So the fact that they are doing women justice now, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that scene is like that scene is bigger than that movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The main reason is because Howard the Duck was on the battlefield. Oh my god. All right, next. (laughs) Uh so Chaos, go ahead and see your list. (laughs) You sure you want me to go? Because mine does have a controversy on uh, I mean, it are... can't be no more no more controversy than me putting Far From Home last. So, I mean, you can Oh, you I clear. think it will be. Uh-oh. All right. So, yeah. So, all right. So, my list. All right. So, my list in order is uh, number one, the original Avengers. Number two, Iron Man 1. Number three, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Number four, Captain America Civil War, number five, Endgame, number six, Infinity War, seven, Captain America the First Avenger, eight, Thor Ragnarok, (laughs) nine, Spider-Man Far From Home, ten, Black Panther, eleven, Spider-Man Homecoming, twelve, Avengers Age of Ultron, Uh, Iron Man, I don't know if I fucking lost my count, so I don't care, Uh, Iron Man 2, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man 1, Iron Man 3, Thor 1, Ant-Man and the Wild, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Hulk, Thor Two, and my last film is Captain Marvel. Okay, right. real quick, real quick. Um, I realized that I forgot a film on my list, and that was Captain America: First Avenger. And it's oh. a little bit low. It's a little bit lower on the list for me. It's like fourteen or fifteen on the list for me. But continue. That's fair. Oh, go ahead. I don't. That's, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, so uh, the one I know, I I'm just gonna start with. I just rewatched Captain Marvel yesterday because I, I I like you know what maybe I'm being too hard on it, 
when we did our review, I even had a couple people that reached out and like, yo, you really did not feel that film. I think that that film, nothing positive. <laughs> yes, it was. It, ah, it was yeah, and going and going from the conversation we just had, a women in film, superheroes. Yes, yeah, she's the first, you know, Marvel female to get a film. I don't think she did him justice, man. That film did not do it for me. That I I, I just even rewatched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World early night, so I saw Brie Larson. Brie Larson is a capable actor. She's not a great actor, in my opinion. She's gonna be one of those actors that got that one Oscar, and that was it. You did good for that one film. You ain't gonna be no Meryl Streep. Character was not written well for me. Uh, like Hubert lamented earlier, when you have a new character that you're introducing to people, you, I know Captain Marvel. I know Miss Marvel. I'm I'm your I'm not technically your target audience because I'm going regardless. But Johnny Smith out there in Iowa, they ain't never heard of Carol Danvers. You're trying to make him come to this film. Well. You got to write this film for both of us. And I don't think you wrote this film good for either of us because as a character, her power set is just, we never really found out what it was. I mean, she goes super saiyan. She has plasma blast. Somehow stronger than anybody else in the MCU, even though we had no confirmation of that. She could fly. Like, she just, I honestly see, and me and Devin have had this conversation before, I see the complaints people have about Superman in Captain Marvel. And I'm a Superman defender. I think you can do a Superman story justice in writing him where he's not too overpowered and that he does have some. <laughs> Captain Marvel, to me, did not do anything well for that. I mean, you're telling me you're the most powerful Avenger based off of radiation from the Space Stone when Scarlet Witch is basically mm -hmm. Mind Stone. And she's not the most powerful. Thor is a god. He's not the most powerful. Like, it just seemed to me they were just, you know, pumped their chest out saying that we'll have a bigger female film than DC had with Wonder Woman. But to me, it just, it did nothing positive for me. I'm. So, I, I'm, I can see I'm how they this said. This. And, I can see how they said that she's the most powerful. Just be, if you're if you're going between her and like which is more so from an emotional standpoint. Don't get me wrong. I think Captain Marvel is not a good film. Okay, let's take for example this. You saw the Infinity War. She could barely hold her own against two members of the Black Order. Mm -hmm. When she fought Thanos in Endgame, she was whooping his ass. Was her emotional state. She was pissed the fuck off in Endgame and, um, and should have killed that nigga. Quiet is kept. If if he didn't if, if he didn't call a suicide mission in, he'd be dead. Oh, probably. I, well, I I just want to say, <laughs> just want to ch just chime in a little bit. Um, for Scarlet Witch, I feel like she's not like a capable fighter like Black Widow, like a hand to hand fighter. In Infinity War, she had to be a hand-to-hand -hand fighter. Yes. Whereas in Endgame, it was just pure power she was using against this dude. So, like, to me, it's a difference in how she fights and, like, and, and her strength. Her strength purely comes from her power, from her emotional state, like you said. The more the more emotion she feels, the more powerful she gets. But in Infinity War, she had to fight somebody, hand like, hand-to-hand, -hand, and that's not her style. 
And that's how she lost the fight. Like it was one, And that's one, how, and that's like, exactly how she lost the fight. Yeah. And if you, if yeah, you think I, about it, between between her and Captain Marvel, like Thanos was wearing the glove, headbutted her, and she didn't move. I forgot that happened. I hated that part too because I'm like, like that was the really? funniest thing in the whole movie. Like he, he like he full on headbutted her and she didn't move. He had to rip the glove apart to knock her into like next century. Uh, to me, as to a me, character, that makes she's sense, just bad. She, I she's mean, just so, too like, overpowered. Like, it, but I mean, she is OP. Like that's 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 like that's evident. She is OP. But to me, when he headbutted her and she didn't move, it made sense because yeah, like sure. it seemed to me. Cause to me it was like she had the same, like, protective field over her that the stone had in Avengers when nobody could penetrate it, but its own self. Which is why when he pulled out a stone, itself and hit her and knocked her back. Yeah, I don't have a problem with her being like OP or with the. But she is OP. But I agree, then, she is OP. And then to me, she does not have a she. Like I know Marcus said, like her character arch. You know, it's the you know you know militaristic, you know stern, and then she kind of lightens up. I really didn't see that much of her personality. I, even with the scenes with the girl on Monica, like I did not see that much of a personality. Like the majority of the film, she's acting off of Samuel L. Jackson, and mm-hmm. it's Samuel L. Jackson. If you don't have good on-screen chemistry with Samuel L. Jackson, then that's on you, because the damn sure ain't on Sam. <laughs> and that was on Brie, because they had no chemistry. Not to mention, you damn right, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like like Sam. I mean, Sam is an. was going to be good. So it was on Bree. To me, Bree didn't bring it. Then with the Nick Fury stuff, you completely just, okay, the main reason most people say, hey, I'm Bree, is because the Mandarin twist. I'm actually on the opposite side because, yeah, I wanted the Mandarin, but when that twist happened, I laughed my ass off. I'm like, okay, I, 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 I'm not mad at that because if you can't go all in with him, I, I'm not mad at that bait and switch. I was not pissed off by that bait and switch. With the oh. Nick Fury eye thing, man, like, really? Like, <laughs> all this time? Like, you didn't even have to have that. That's the thing. You could have just had two eye young Nick Fury in the film, and then eventually we know we're going to see him lose his eye. He could lose his eye in some other 90 or early 2000s. You didn't have to put that in. And you put that in there. Damn, cat, man. Like, that to me, I, I honestly yelled out boo in the movie theater. But it wasn't a normal cat, though. If we gonna call it state of space. Like that. Like that, man. Like but it that, wasn't like but see, I but to me I enjoyed that because like because like I enjoyed like okay, even even somebody as powerful, somebody as elusive as as Nick Fury can get bested by something as small as a cat one, but also that like he played this like eye patch up to make him into like a like a legend in a way. That's some that, that that's some black people stuff. It, 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 is. it is. It is. It's like <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that, it. I, like, enjoyed I, it. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna keep raining on. But yeah, to me, no. I, I honestly have. I honestly watch Thor: The Dark World and Hulk more than I can watch Captain Marvel. I okay. I get that. I get Captain Marvel. Um, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. One and two. You said what? Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Why is that below Iron Man 3? I've always been in the camp. I, I, I'm i just not a big thing. I'm just not big on the Guardians. I like them, but I think they are a little 
controversy. Hyped. I mean, yeah, that's I know more when, controversy. When, when, when they first came out, everybody's like, oh, they don't even have to meet the Avengers. They can do their own film series. Like, Peter, at the time, I'm like, he's human, so he had to use guns. Gamora, she's cool. Drax, he's a little stronger than, I guess, most people. Rocket is a genius and get kicked by somebody and, you know, basically get killed because he's a raccoon. And then you got Groot, who is damn near a guy, but he don't really give a shit. So I'm like, I it's cool. I guess he brought back like a Star Wars type of nostalgia thing with people. A great visual, the comedy. I think, you know, obviously entertaining. But to me, I'm just like, they just didn't get. Me. And I knew of the series. I knew of the uh, characters. So one like it was like I, I knew of them. Just like I saw the first one. I'm like, it was good. No man, that was great. Uh, the calm down it ain't better than the first Avengers you know, don't, don't say that like it's good but it ain't all that like my MCU controversy you, okay. is definitely that I think Guardians 1 and 2 are bad movies like straight hold up. on like, 2 is not good Gu- two, 2 ain't good man. Guardians, Guardians 2 gave us the greatest Marvel character ever yeah sure lots of great Her- characters lots of great character writing lots of great jokes bad movie. Groot. <laughs> Street Fighter the movie had great characters and great writing and is also a bad movie <laughs> I mean, Mark was actually just talking about Street Fighter the movie too. Um, it, it just didn't. It just didn't, man. It just didn't do. I mean, like, it's like Guardians two. All right, I give you this. Kurt, having Kurt Russell as his dad that did it for me because I'm a. My dad made me grow up watching everything Kurt Russell ever did, from the boy with two tennis shoes to uh, fucking the thing. So I, I love me from Kurt Russell. So I, I was I went to see Guardians two just so I could see Kurt Russell on the big screen because he don't do movies that often. But uh. It just then the fact that like okay I'm not gonna keep going on but like Guardians two so we find out Peter's half Celestial and then that shit goes away really <laughs> like you we find out he's basically the most powerful person in the MCU now has his powers but then you take that away by the end of the movie yeah I'm just if, if they don't got Thor in Guardians three I might watch it on Disney Plus but um. <laughs> I'll say, and then um, my my favorite one is the first Avengers. To me, I, I love and like my my top five does have Endgame and Infinity War. I have Endgame over Infinity War. Um, I do agree with Devin; they do flow as one movie. But if I had to rank um versus each other, I do put Endgame over Infinity War because Infinity War is just and, and I I go back and I've seen in the movie theater, and I go back to that feeling I had when I was in the movie theater. And I have more of a feeling, I had more of a take in Endgame, obviously, than I did Infinity War. And I, I, the last one I'll say that I think might be a little controversy, I uh, I got Age of Ultron in my top 15. Bullshit. It's only not that high in mind because I think some other movies are better than it, but I definitely don't hate that movie as much as everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. I think if they actually, if they had a, like dialed back the world building 18% and gave that screen time to more Ultron. Yeah, I, Ultron's the problem with that movie. That, that's the only yes, thing I'm like, yes. I think Other that Ultron, Ultron should have been the next Thanos. I think they should have saved him because he is, the as a team, the Avengers' biggest villain. And I'm like, you save that for either an Ant-Man film or be the next Thanos because Ultron is that deep in the comics. So that was my major problem with that. But I'm like, it was funny. I mean, it gave us the beyond near Captain America scene, yep. the the best scene we had seen in the MCU up to that point. With all of them at the party ripping off of each other. 
Like actually, everybody likes to make that comment that they would watch like the sitcom that's the MCU yeah. on the TV show. People make that comment because of Age of Ultra. Because like that's the when, closest that movie, that series, or you know, this franchise ever came to that. The thing, and think about before that, the only time you ever got to see them all together ripping off each other was at Press Junkers. That was the people. These are the characters. This is Thor, you know, pulling his chest out that, you know, Jane is, you know, uh, you know, a highly coveted astrophysicist. And Tully's like, well, you know, Pepper runs a trillion dollar company, so, you know, you ain't all that. You know, so that, I mean, it's just, they play off each other. The fact that Cap kind of joked with Bruce, he's like, yeah, I know how she kiss, uh, Natalia kisses. What you do? You know, so I, I think, I don't think that movie's that bad. You know, it, it's not great. It's not that bad. And uh, I got uh, Black Panther... I don't have it in my top ten. Because um, you're crazy. I love, and, and I'll say this, but in my all-time favorite comic book characters, all together, Black Panther is in my top ten. I love Black Panther from the comics. The Black Panther we've gotten in the movies, I think it's just missing something. The one thing that pissed me off with that movie is Vibranium in the comics is great material. It is a great MacGuffin. In the movie, I think waved their hand too much and didn't really tell us what it can do. Okay, I get that it can make a shield. I get that it can make fibers to make the suit. I almost get that if because it's a meteorite, it has healing properties that's in the ground. How the hell does that let you build Wakanda, though? You know, they didn't explain it in the comics. He sells the vibranium off and takes that money and then sends Wakandans to the best universities, then brings them back. You know, in the movie, it's just like, yeah, we have vibranium. Okay, but how does that literally let you guys know how to create a maglev train? It was just that I think they could have spent a little more time in explaining the vibranium to the masses. Because I had people asking me, like, does it do this? I'm like, long story. But I feel like yeah. I got enough to, like, deduce a lot of that stuff. But I don't want to. I get the feeling, and this is just me theorizing, I get the feeling that they're going to bring it up in Black Panther 2 where the Atlanteans are the reason why they can do that stuff with the vibranium. I'm not mad at that. This is how you do this with this stuff. I'm not mad at that. And my last one I'll say, uh, for the one I... I'm not going to say I like it the most. Um, I think my mind's the default at number one. If I say my favorite film is going to be the first Avengers film. Um, I think it was the culmination of everything we didn't, we, we were, I mean, everybody that went and saw that was so nervous that they weren't going to stick the landing. And for me, they exceeded all my expectations with that film. To me, that is one of the only Avengers films you can watch in a, mm -hmm. a bubble and it still hold up because you already know that you already, you only had to do a uh, summer reading for five or the, you know, leading yeah, up to I that thoroughly, one. I thoroughly agree. You know, it, it, it just hits me. And, uh, the one that I really think don't get enough love is Captain America the first Avenger. That film to me, <laughs> that one right there, man, I, I got that that has a special place in my heart because Cap is my all time favorite Marvel character. So that he's film mine to too, me, and I thought that movie was kinda like eh. I thought really? like they could have they could have did a little bit better for me. The thing I like I about I fell it asleep. I fell really? asleep the first time I watched it. There are zero lists where somebody can say they didn't like Ultron and Age of Ultron and that's why Age of Ultron is bad. And then put Captain America one above it with that movie's fucking villain problem. I knew they weren't going to be able to do that much. Villain. That might be the worst villain they've ever done in an MCU movie. Hey, Red Skull. Red Skull. I mean, that, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, they. 
I, I know that they they thought they were going to get more out of Hugo Weaving. They were going to do more with him. That's why I like the little you know Easter egg at Infinity War when he comes out. You know, I, that 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 was my one of my second favorite moments of the movie. But um, as a Cap fan, I've seen the 1970s Red Brown movies where he's living in a van down by the river. <laughs> I've seen the J.D. Salinger's uh, son, Matt Salinger, wearing rubber ears and a rubber suit running around Italy, you know, not having the suit on, having an Italian red skull. That was the first time I'd ever seen Captain America was that film. So I'm like, my expectations were low. Plus, you bringing in the dude that was a human torch? Oh, this movie ain't going to do nothing. And the fact that they actually kept half of the majority of the film in the 1940s, where it was a period film, you had the OG costume, the OG shield, the, the stuff that we now know that was set up as Easter egg, Zola with Bucky, with Red Skull getting zapped away at the last minute, the stuff that's still mm-hmm. paying off with Peggy. Like, that film just had so much that I don't think it gets a lot of credit. I mean, in retrospect, those are good points. The movie was still, like, okay. All right, zero. So let's hear you. Let's hear you. Yeah, man. I don't want to keep holding you up. Um, well, you guys all made good points, so I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, there was all the other points. Uh, I'll make mine kind of uh, quick and simple. Um, I don't think there should be too much issue with it. A lot of the things that were already said are kind of like talked about already, so I'll just kind of gloss over. Uh, but my top twenty-three is number one is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Number two is Endgame. Uh, number three is Black Panther. Um, well, I'll do that afterwards. Number four is Infinity War. Number five is the Avengers. Uh, number six is uh, Far From Home. Number seven is Ragnarok. Number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number nine is Ant-Man and the Wasps. Uh, number 10 is Iron Man. Number 11 is Homecoming. Uh, number 12 is uh, Guardians Volume 2. Number 13 is Civil War. 14 is uh, Doctor Strange. 15 is Captain Marvel. 16 is Iron Man. 17 is Age of Ultron. 18 is Thor. 19 is Iron Man 2. 20 is The Incredible Hulk. 21 is uh, Iron Man 3. 22 is The First Avenger. And 23 is Dora, uh, Dora, Thor, The Dark World. You have The First Avenger and The Second Worst? <laughs> Who the hell am I doing this podcast with? I told you I do not like that movie. Like, and that's the and and when it comes to it, and well, that leads right into my uh, my number one. When it comes into it, like yeah. I I didn't see I didn't see uh, uh, Captain Captain America the first movie. I saw that wind up seeing it on TV or some shit, and I was like, man, this ain't that good. Like, I don't Chris. Chris Evans, I was like, this is gonna be his character is gonna be whack as fuck. And then going into, because uh, I, I try to be as avid as possible about going to the movies in the theater and shit. Uh, going into not only that, uh, you had Agents of Shield, they was hyping that shit up. Uh, go walking into uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, and then you go to see Winter Soldier, and it was like a fucking. In my in my opinion, it was the catalyst that changed everything for the MCU. Yep, yep. I agree. And and that's yep. why it's my number one. And I can, I, I've seen it so many times. Just like I can, I can see like a blank. I can see. I don't want to say a blank screen, but because that would be dumb. But uh, 
I can see like a, a scene starting to be on TV or something because I think it always comes on TBS or whatever the case may be, and I can know exactly where it is. I can, I can in my mind, I can already see the next scene that's coming up. I like, I know that movie so well, and it, it, it in my, it, you can't get any better than that for a sequel, in my opinion. Usually they say uh, the sequels are always better than the the first movie, and and for that case, for. Uh, the first Avenger compared to the Winter Soldier, it's perfect. Uh, there's so many, it's so many th- things in it, details why, uh, why it's uh, just for um, Cap being the person he is and having to deal with the real world and you know Fury yeah. like yo this this ain't what it used to be, you know, and it, it and just for him seeing the world for what it was, the stuff Natasha was doing, uh, you know, just everything he was dealing with, trying to be this. I guess in in some way the Boy Scout in the world don't need Boy Scouts no more, you know. So you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do what's right, it what's right in your heart. And however that may look, you might be on the wrong side of things. And so how the hell do you have Captain America with uh, Civil War thirteen? <laughs> because I honestly don't like the movie. What? It's it's an okay movie. It's, wow! It's okay. Who just say Civil War is an okay movie? Wow! It's an yeah, okay man, movie. Whole list except for that part. <laughs> Civil War so, is an okay on, movie. Hold on! Whoa! 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 So, oh, it's an okay movie when 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 when, when Captain Bucky are fighting soldiers in a in a hallway. <laughs> first of like, all, first of all, no the Daredevil hallway scene is way better. Uh, second of all, it's an okay movie. <laughs> Just oh, like we're talking, if we're okay. talking the full Marvel universe, Daredevil is top three. Oh, okay. Daredevil is better than Infinity War. I, I just <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, okay. just just like Black Panther said in uh, in Civil War, I don't care. It, it's, it's, it's 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 a good movie. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something about those three movies that make them uh, really important to me personally. I guess. All right, first of all, First Avenger kind of has to be lower than Winter Soldier. Because the arc of that character is not completed in the first Avenger, like the the thing about him and uh, about Steve Rogers and his like idealism and feelings of like you said like being a Boy Scout, like his feeling of you know we don't trade lives all that stuff, like first Avenger doesn't get into any of that. It just explains this is how he feels. Winter mm-hmm. Soldier is the movie that says and these are the consequences of being a person who thinks that way. Mm-hmm. Like this is the shit you have to go through and the stuff you are not going to be prepared to deal with mm-hmm. if you do look at everything that way. Mm-hmm. And then Civil War is both of those ideas. Like Civil War pushes challenges him in that same regard because he is literally faced with like, okay, your friend definitely did something wrong, and you are still deciding like, then I would just be wrong defending him. Like you are taking you would re- like with it in your face that your mentality is wrong, still being like, but that is my mentality. I'm gonna be that guy. Um, yeah, and that like that that layer of that character gets pushed really as far as it logically could ever be pushed, but that does, that does not happen in First Avenger, like, yeah, at all. <laughs> Even if I was to move Civil War, it wouldn't go no higher than eleven, it, and that's just me. Like it, it, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. You 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 had a, a Black Panther in it that in in him. Uh, Baron Zemo was in the movie. Uh, I, I should add to that they they they're mirroring that with T'Challa in that movie. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. they're saying they're having Steve Rogers deal with, okay, well, T'Challa is the same as you. Like, he has the same, he has a worldview of how stuff should go. Stuff's not going that way. And he's like, whatever, I'm not changing. This is who I am. And like, unfortunately, they don't butt heads enough in that movie, those two characters specifically. But like, they definitely made him the other side of the Captain America coin. And I thought that was a great touch of that. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Hmm. Wait, so Ant-Man and the Wasp is better than Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on this. <laughs> I said what I said. The raft. They had the raft. I don't know, Mark. You can't look nobody in the straight face and say that. <laughs> I know you can't. I, I want y'all to think about this. Captain America is such a G. He went to the middle of the sea. Uh, atten- say, attention, everyone. People. Attention, everyone. Please buckle your seatbelts because I do not give a fuck. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, like, and like you said earlier, like the, the, the best part of Civil War to me wasn't even so much the damn airport battle. It was when they were sitting around talking their ideology. Right, you know, when you got to actually see who these people are, like you actually had Vision <laughs> and Falcon getting and, and, and getting into it. You had Vision and, and War Machine getting into it. You really had to think, like, wait a second, War Machine is a thirty-five-year veteran of the you know, military. This is a guy that has a lot he can speak on. This guy knows what the hell he's talking about. Vision had the internet in his head, so he probably has, you know knows a little bit about some stuff. I mean, you had these legitimate people that had different backgrounds and ideologies i'm like i'll watch an hour and a half of them just come back on this. and like i said cap is my favorite marvel character i did not like him in that film i was team iron man all day because i'm like your boy wrong your boy need to put them cuffs on sign the damn accords I need to watch Civil War with you, Mark. Like, I need you to, like, point out the stuff. Yeah, I'm, not gonna argue. I'm not trying to, like, change your mind. I no. want to know, for, like, what your thought process is I just, that movie. When I think of the movie, it's just kind of like... It was worse than Ant-Man and Wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. So, when... when all right. So, this is something I, I, I think I was going to say uh, about my list. My list is more or less about impact to me. It doesn't have anything to generally do with anything else, and I'm pretty sure everyone else's list is based on impact to them. Impact to me, where Civil War was a great movie, I just felt where it placed. Even though my I I wrote my list twice, so I can even say that I wrote it wrong. Whatever the case may be, it's still eleven. I I just enjoy Ant Man and the Wasp much more than I did Civil War. It. I think of I think I think because of the levity of it, and like I said, it's because of my opinion of it. It's not I, I understand where every where everything you guys are coming from, but I'm just saying from my opinion of it, everything that was the first time we seen Black Panther, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I was so excited because I knew we was getting a Black Panther movie after that. All the other shit that was in it, the the stuff that was happening between, uh, I can tell you the movie verbatimly for Civil War. I know the fucking movie. And I've done it on the podcast before. I can tell you a movie yeah. verbatimly. Uh, so, so, can you tell me Ant Man and Wasp verbatim? Uh, <laughs> do you want to try me? I can. For some odd reason, I can, I can I guess tell that's, you. That's the one that got me hung up, man. That's that's amazing. Well, me. but I mean, what what he just described though does make it make sense. Like he's not necessarily saying compare. You know, direct comparison is better. He's saying impact on him. He came away from Ant Man like 
more impressed, like feeling more of that movie than this. It no, so, it's not even so better. So Ghost of, it's to not you even... was better than seeing Black Panther for the first time. I would say Ghost is about as bad as Baron Zemo. So they Ooh. both they both played their part. They were there. As a, Ghost is about as bad as Baron Zemo. Yes. Tell me what okay. he did that was different from Ghost. They both had a problem with people, he and then it... the Avengers. Oh my god. The the dude the dude I mean that was some Joker in the Dark Knight type yeah, master strategy like the, the dude Joker of the MCU the dude literally broke the smartest person in this universe Tony Stark he broke Captain America like he Tony Stark get broke every movie that does not count I he get broke in every <laughs> fucking movie that does not the, count the, 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 the dude the dude broke the Avengers with a goddamn VHS. Like, right. like, like that, like, like that's cold, man. Like he broke them with a VHS tape. No, he did not. That, First of all, that's kind of that's kind of glossing over the fact that his parents got killed, like murdered. Yeah, yeah. First, no, Cap, it was Cap, it was Cap's fault because he knew that was, shit already. That's his fault. He didn't tell his boy what he he knew already. That's his fucking fault. That has oh, nothing yeah. to do no, with no, no, it's Tony's fault. It's Tony's fault. With, okay, after after Winter Soldier, they released every tape that they had from the Shield archives. That shit was in the archives. You mean to tell me Tony Stark, the smartest man in the world, didn't take a look at the archives whatsoever? That is the only plot hole I don't like about that. No, no, I totally no, disagree. because if you think about it, whenever Tony does anything, it's for a reason. What exactly. was he, what would his reason be to jump into the archives? Yeah, he, had no no he already thinks he's no, bigger, and better, and smarter than Shield. Anyway, what the fuck does he care what the archives look like? Yeah. In the first, but in the first movie, in the first Avengers movie, he hacked yeah. into Shield. Yeah, he for a reason. That. But he had he no had reason to be looking for his reason. parents. He had no reason exactly. to be looking for his parents. Yeah, that's not a plot hole. Yes, yeah, he had no reason to be looking for his parents. He thought they died in a car accident. I'm, I'm still trying to deal with the fact that you say ghosts had more of an impact than. I didn't say no, 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 no. I did not say she had more of an impact. I said they Who had this. Ghost? Oh my god! That movie is trash. Okay, 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 okay. So here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, so how do we fix everything in Endgame? How do we do it? How do we fix it? The rat, timey wimey bullshit. Okay, and how was that done by by who? Rat. By a rat? No, 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 no. Oh, even if that's the case, however, he was locked in the the microverse. How, it was all based off of Ant Man and the Wasp. So if we want to say Baron yeah. Zemo broke up he makes the a Avenger, great point. I can say the exact same thing. That's how they fixed everything in Endgame. So I was not he trying to be. It. I didn't want to be this serious about it. But if you want to be that critical <laughs> about it, yeah. I can be. I can give yeah, you reason. I can give yeah. you reason. Okay, he makes okay. an amazing point. <laughs> so. We can go about this every day, all day, and I'm going to still give you the same reasons and points because if we're talking about effect. Counter argument. Counter argument. Okay. Does not do what he does, and they're still there. All the team is together. Does Thanos win in Infinity War? What are you? uh, We're talking about Endgame. We're not talking about Infinity War. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just just asking you. The first time Thanos was there. Okay. If all the team is together. Say it again. Could you say it again? Because you broke if, up. If Thanos, if if Barazino does not break up the Avengers, I, does, 
They still mm. lose. They still lose. Mm-hmm. No. They still lose. No. No. They still lose. They still lose. They still lose. No, but, well, 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 even the Russo said that if they were together during this time, they would have won an Infinity War. Okay. So it like, makes, so no it makes sense. Okay. So it makes sense. It makes sense. But since we are, okay, so that's, that's, Cause think about it, they didn't that's have, cherry think picking. They, that's, have, they, they didn't no, have vision. No. You didn't have that, vision in that fight. That's so cherry picking. Full, vision would have been full powered. Yeah, you wouldn't have had Captain Marvel, but you would have had vision. Still would have had uh, an infinity cherry- stone. He would have. Okay. He would have. We're cherry picking. We're cherry picking. Yeah, Mark is right, man. You're cherry picking like, because you, you we can. If you can't start everything. re, you can't yeah. restart editing the story to make it fit your argument. You're cherry picking. The the directors and writers themselves said, if everything was the same, if Civil War didn't happen, they would have won versus Thanos. Okay. They even said that like the whole team together without that. Let me ask this. You were saying basically uh, the time time uh, shifting was the big part in Endgame. No, so I'm saying so- cause and effect. Right. So you be saying you didn't have that if you didn't have Ant-Man and Wasp movie, right? Who else was dealing with that? Wait, so but basically what you're telling me is the best part of Ant-Man and Wasp was the end credit scene? I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all are digging into this way deeper than it needs I to be digging. Did. And then and, and, and every and time you ask me a question, I give you the same. Ex- I'm giving you a reason. You can't you can't cherry pick your, your questioning for your answers. But uh, Tesla, you're going to say, well, they were all together. OK, something happened where they broke up. So something happened that fixed everything as well. Uh, Ant Man was doing what he whatever he was doing. He ran into uh, Hank Pym and everything, whatever the case may be. Back in them, got back with the Wasp, whatever the case. Figured out all that shit else was going on, so we get what we got with the microverse. That later on fixes the issue at the end of Endgame. That has that that's a cause and effect of everything that happened already in Civil War. So to say that well they didn't get broken up in Civil War, then it wouldn't have happened. But the the chain of effects when none of it would have happened, of course. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got him. I got him here. And then there wouldn't. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm about to end this man's whole career. <laughs> so. If Ant Man is there now, mind you, what did Ant Man? You said Ant Man was the reason that they that, that that they end up going back in time at the end game. Do they have to do to, to fix the, the story? Right? Is to go back in time, get the stones, all that kind of shit? Right? Based off his theory, yes. Ant Man, if 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 Civil War doesn't happen, still there, along with Hank Pym, who has open access to the Pym particles. Damn. All yeah. they have to do, all they have to do is grab Thanos, take him to the microverse. Because remember, the stones don't work there. Got a point. Okay. In Ant Man, in Ant Man the Wasp, when the snap happens, Ant Man doesn't die. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you easily could have dropped his ass off and then and and, and then left. Okay. We keep they would have they would have found hope okay. by then because they still would have been doing it. So. We're, we're we're kicking a horse that had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, because none of this has anything to do with is the movie good or bad or better than another movie. Because so you, you're, you're, you're what I'm saying that is because of it, it because it did lead no, into Endgame. I didn't. That's why you have it so high. I never said any of that. You no, guys, he didn't say that. I never we said any that, of that. Yeah. You guys start. You guys start pushing but, me into a corner and then wanted me though, to like, back up my reasoning. And then when you gave me 
you questioned me about it, I gave you a exact reason why it made sense for okay, what it did. Okay, but I do for real have to ask, like, do you just really like like Ant Man and the Wasp that much? <laughs> <laughs> I try to be silly, like I'm for real, like because you because ha- you've been just defending yourself, you haven't had a chance to just straight up, you know, give speak how you feel about it. It's a it's a good movie. I just, Civil War was a good movie as well. The way I placed it in between where it was placed, it was a good movie. Like I said, Civil War for me would probably would go no higher than eleven. It's not better than Iron Man to me. Uh, I mean it because and the reason and I'll, I'll take that back. It is better than Iron Man because when you look what? at and when you look at things in comparison, what. It is it, it is better than Iron Man because of Bruh. graphics and all the stuff that's going on. Story-wise and storytelling. I'm not talking about Ant-Man, so stop that. I'm not talking about Ant-Man. I'm talking about Civil War compared to Iron Man. But it the reason why Iron Man is where it's at and it's in the top 10 is because that was the first movie of the Infinity Saga. So that has meaning to me, so it sits at 10. It I got Iron Man number. I got Iron Man too. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, th- I got oh, Iron Man yeah. my number. It sits where it sits. I love that movie. It's important and it's also really good even today. But like Civil yeah. War is playing chess and Iron Man is playing checkers. Okay. Like Iron Man's great. I, I love checkers. No beef for checkers, films. but chess is definitely they're more impressive. You know? Iron Man yeah. is a origin film. So if you comp- I'm comparing that versus Ant Man, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, technically Black Panther, technically Homecoming, Thor, Hulk, onward and onward. As a solo film, to me that is the best solo origin film that they've done yet and as a film it's just it's just it does that to me you didn't have that you didn't have to worry about the mcu at that point in my top in my top 10 i only had two solo movies in there that was it y'all making it seem like i had a whole bunch of solo movies in my top 10 only had two iron man and black panther that was it but I wonder what Iron Man be tops for anybody if it wasn't the first MCU film to come out. Oh yeah, because yeah, every right. MCU, every MCU origin film has a formula, and it all started with Iron Man. So of course, no origin for the most part is going to be better than Iron Man because it started this whole universe off. Therefore, that's the reason why it's that ten. To, to, to me, the it, reason why I got it that high. That's the that's the the two the comic book characters. I always said, and this is before I ever had podcast, I'll just say this to my friends. I'm like, the two people that I always knew I would want to wait until the technology got up to doing them justice, <laughs> Green Lantern and Iron Man. Because you couldn't do them right without having oh, good CGI. Oh. Uh, do, do you really want to have that conversation with me? Do you really? I, do you, hey, do you want to have that conversation? The CGI with me? was okay. Know, the man. movie was shit. I'm not talking about that. The I'm movie t- was shit. I, no, no I, I'm saying that. But Iron Man, the first time I saw that film when he actually got the mark two on for that test flight i got chills because i'm like this is gonna work i never thought i would really see that that soon even though it's 2008 okay that movie just works the, the casting to me that's still possibly the greatest casting in, a, in, a, in a, possibly in, in movies i'll, I'll give Robert you all that. jr was tony stark when i heard that cast i'm like well jesus he's been in jail he's been an alcoholic he's been a drug addict all he's missing is the damn suit and the heart disease, technically, and that he's Iron Man. Okay. That film just works for me. All right. So let, he just let's. He plays himself, being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to close out, because we're, we're almost at an hour and a half. To close out, um, my my favorite movie is Black Panther. Um, the reason why I say that, uh, I will say, um, Endgame is 
the best totality movie because it gave you everything and more. Like I, I could never when it, when I thought of what Endgame was going to be, I didn't imagine that. So yeah, that's uh-huh. that's why it was number two. But uh, Black Panther is my favorite movie, and the reason why I say that is because it hit me at my core of uh-huh. pretty much socially. Mm-hmm and economically with everything that's going on with it. Like, I literally came home from the movies and, and sat in my bed and just looked at the ceiling. Because I was conflict. <laughs> I was fucking conflicted. I was like, this motherfucker Killmonger was right. But it yeah. was, but he was wrong in the way he went at it. I I sat there with yeah. confliction. In-game, I cried. Um, um, So that's the top three. In-game, I cried. Um, I think a couple times I cried in that movie. Uh, Black Panther is my favorite in... Um, Winter Soldier was the catalyst that changed the MCU. I feel like if they didn't have a movie like The Winter Soldier, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And that's my honest opinion. And then you have the default Thor of the Dark World as your worst film. Uh, the first Avenger could go down there, honestly. But uh, Well, come on. What, what, what the come hell, man? On, man. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But all, all, honest, all honestly, The Dark World is probably the worst film out of the whole series. I do want to say it like I didn't put it as um you you specify a favorite movie as like the movie you could watch like all the time or whatever. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Standards. It doesn't. Black, but I haven't watched Black Panther, but only so, twice. Yeah, I think. that's kind of. That's kind of what I meant. Like so, by that standard, I couldn't put Black Panther. But yeah, just just if somebody asked me my favorite one in that movie, like Black Panther had a similar effect on me. If like, we're if we're going by movie. watching something over and over, then it would be Winter Soldier. But my yeah. favorite movie out of the would be Black Panther because what it did to me mentally. No, I think that movie is, in some ways, I honestly don't even feel like it's fair to compare the rest of the MCU to that movie because it's, it's, it's talking about something and it's dealing with stuff that is way bigger than these movies ever even approach, and like, and that's for me why it's my like, favorite. I've yeah. cried in like maybe two, maybe three movies in my whole life, and like that movie, I've never cried. Like, this, is, I guess, a little bit TMI, but like my sister passed away two years ago. And that was obviously a really big, you know, deal for me. Mm-hmm. I cried more in Black Panther than I cried at her funeral. Like mm-hmm. that movie fucking touched me as deep as I did, like deeper than I thought I could be touched by a fucking movie. Um, and like my when I made my list, I tried to go off like, all right, which movie has the least amount of problems? And Black Panther does have a couple glaring issues, it but does. I think the highest highs of that movie are higher than every movie I've ever seen in my life. Not just MCU movies. It does have problems, but when it is at its best, I do not think there's a better movie on the planet. Yeah, I I can agree with that. It was just hard to be like, but Endgame is basically perfect the whole way through and has almost no problems. And but like you know what I'm saying, and then put that lower than a movie that has glaring obvious problems. Yeah, like I said, if you really are gonna nitpick, to me the worst part of Black Panther, like we said earlier, is the final battle. Yeah, it's right. the final battle. It was all CG. Even if you take if you take that out, that's the thing. I can't take it out. If you take it out, it's higher on my list. But even with that, because it was the, and then that's the thing that got me. Like I said, some of the films just like Doctor Strange, why it had low because it felt a little too late in the game. Yeah, we're finally getting Black Panther, a character Kevin Feige has been wanting to put on, a character we've all wanted to see. They did him justice, man. But you still give us the the villain is the mirror opposite of the hero and powers. They look just like them. The, the Ironmonger, the Whiplash, you know, it's that same thing. I'm like, that's what I'm like, that's what takes it down a peg for me. Let them be, get at- Like I said, formula. 
Yeah. And that's the thing that, for the record, that Captain Marvel avoids that I don't feel like people give it enough credit for, but that's cool. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to close up, everybody. Um, anybody have any closing remarks about this or anything like that? I'm going to ask a real complicated question, and hopefully y'all can give a real short answer. Okay. Best scene. Go. Ooh. Like of all the films? Yep. Well, or even, you know, obviously, if you can't, like, rank them all right now, like, you know, you're one that's the, just like... This, the yeah. one first the first like, one that comes to mind is going to be one that you haven't seen yet, but it's the Mysterio Battle from Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. Yeah. Okay. That, lit- that, that literally is a comic Man. book panel brought to film. I'm going to ask you a real short question. I'm going to ask you a real short question. I'm, I'm Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, has been for most of my life. I've seen Spider-Man 2 literally hundreds of times. I own it on every piece of media it exists um, on. I, then, I would say Far From Home would be number one and Spider-Man 2 would be number two. Let, let me ask this question. My problem with Homecoming is a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. That's not a Spider-Man movie. That could have been any character, any superhero. The stuff that defines Spider-Man to me is that he's a good dude who makes the right choice and it always screws him over. Like that Spider-Man game that came out last year, literally That's the why only you're thing like- is he gets an eviction notice, but he also got a call that Kingpin is robbing, or, you know, doing some shit downtown. He looks at the eviction notice, jumps out the window to go fight Kingpin. And That's immediately why he comes like- home and has to deal with those consequences. Homecoming yeah. has none of that. It's far that's from why you're like, like far from home. Well, okay, that's, why, that's like, what I'm looking for. It that's does. all I want to know. It does, but I need it, my Peter Parker to go through some shit. <laughs> but he goes, the he thing goes is, through way more shit than far Peter, from home. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead, okay. Zero. No, all right, no, no, I'm no. looking forward to it then. It comes yeah. out October first. I'm gonna watch it then. Okay. It's it, to me, and like I said, I've had I've actually had a uh, relationship with Spider-Man because I think he's been oversaturated. He is Marvel's greatest property. But they have not done him justice in the majority of his films. The Amazing Spider-Man series was bad. It did nothing for Spider-Man. The only thing, in my opinion, it did good, it did the death of Gwen Stacy, and it gave us the web shooters back. Because that was my biggest complaint about the Sam Raimi trilogy is he had the organic web shooters. I hated that. (laughs) This Tom Holland version of Spider-Man, to me, makes me feel like I'm reading the comic books again. He, he, He looks like a kid. He is still relatively young. In Homecoming, he's in high school. He has high school problems. The biggest thing he had a problem in that movie for the up until the last act was asking out Liz. Right. That is a Spider-Man thing. In Far From Home, it is the elevation of Spider-Man to where, yeah, he's still in high school. He has problems in the movie that are high school related. And then he still has the weight of being Spider-Man. And it takes in everything the MCU had built up with the fact that he just lost his Uncle Ben. So to me, that's why I have it so high on my list, and I think it is the best Spider-Man film. It felt like the evolution of that character from what okay. we saw in Civil War. If it's got more weight to it, I'm down for that. It is, and, and Tom Holland honestly does the best job. He acts his ass off in that film. I, I, I got teary-eyed. I didn't cry, but I got teary-eyed in that film. There is a scene in there, and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about playing. That, there, there is a beat. I won't spoil it for you. There is a beat in that scene. It will hit you in the feels. Okay. So your choice is that, is that scene? Yeah, yeah. That that the scene with Mysterio just my mind, just offhand like that one. It felt like I was literally reading. Like I I sat back in my oh my god, they actually did it perfect. That I would say mine. the best scene would probably be um my favorite scene. 
This is I have nephews and Rocket argument. <laughs> it was baby Drew and Rocket going over the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my because my 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 youngest nephew is baby Drew. He will look at shit and be like, "I'm gonna fuck this up." <laughs> I'd be like, "Don't do it." And he'd be like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> that for me was like, yeah, that that hit home because every time I watch it, I see him. I'm like. Oh god damn it! <laughs> well, I'll go all next. Right, so my my yeah. favorite scene of all the MCU was the end credit scene when Sam Jackson was about to push the button to uh, call Captain Marvel, and he almost oh, said man. "motherfucker." <laughs> 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 yeah, motherfucker, and I got it. That's all I need. La, I don't know, man. That's a difficult. That's a loaded question for me. Like, I'm struggling too. That's a that's a loaded question because for me, like the way I watch films, the way I look at things, moments moments mean more to me than like maybe a scene do. A moment in yeah. a film can like make a film ten times better than what I thought it was. But the first thing that popped up in my head when you asked for a scene, I'm I've like I remember my reaction when in Winter Soldier when him and when when Cap and Bucky was fighting on the street. That that hand to hand battle for me mm-hmm. beautiful is like tops for me. Like that's you a that's a moment mm-hmm. that yeah, sticks okay. out in my brain like crazy. So if I had to pick something out, I pick that. But then I could flip it and say the small moment in Endgame when Thor, you know, when they're, when when they're looking at um, Thanos on the battlefield and he calls for Stormbreaker. And um, Joel near and like his hair get braided and his, his suit comes on. To me, that's <laughs> yeah. to me that's yeah. like, his hair that's dude, like like that was the dope. It was like it got perm, it got twisted. He had, <laughs> he, had his, he had the side shaved well, down perfectly. Because keep in mind, he has control over what he looks like in that situation. He, mm-hmm. he described it, explained it about he his had a good hairline. I was like, dude, who does so like this? for him to he, he got that back and was like, this is how I feel with these weapons. And now I look like this. <laughs> Wait, can I just say that Fat Thor was like the most unexpectedly great thing in yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh man, what about Nerd Hulk? I fucking love Nerd Hulk. He don't get enough love. I see this as a total win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. Like I, I now, that, now that's the only thing. Like yeah, I was expecting to finally see it. They had built that up with him and Hulk, and they did just gloss the hell over it. But. The when I was in the movie theater, that's the thing. Like I, I always try to remember exactly how I was in the movie theater, but the way the movie theater just erupted when they just cut to the diner and it's just Hulk talking and taking yeah. and, and dabbing and taking pictures and shit. Like, the, <laughs> like, I, like I don't even remember what was said. I had to go back the second time and find what he was saying because everybody was cracking up because it was just a complete juxtaposition. It's like Wait, so you just merged now? Like, so we just skipped over that part. Like the whole your whole arc of merging, we knew it was coming, but we just skipped over that. And you just you you, you just professor. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. That's just crazy. That's what I mean by moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, yeah. What about you, Zero? Um, my favorite moment is when um. You got to see Wasp for the first time. 
Yeah. No, I'm right, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, no. That's why it was number <laughs> No, no, uh, uh, but all seriousness, uh, my favorite moment would have to be, um, it would have to be in Avengers, uh, when they finally get together for the first time. The camera that shot, and yeah, the, and the camera spin, and then you got Hawk all hawked out, roaring, and everyone's like ready to get that shit on. Like that was. That's yeah. my second. That's, that's my second moment. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, that was gonna good, be my second. That's a good moment for sure. See, that's what I mean. It's so these all these movies. It's it's hard. Or yeah. or when there's a, there's a moment from that movie that's really dope though. Or or when uh. Um, flying down. Yeah, yeah. Or or when um. They're on the battlefield in Wakanda, and uh, Rocket's asking for uh, the arm. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> my, one of my favorite parts about that that little scene, too, was when Cap and Black Panther take off, and they're neck and neck for the majority of it until like the final like leg when they leap. And I'm like, I always forget, they really are basically at the same power level. Right. Yeah, they are. You know, so they, they really never played that up. Like, they had a little of it Civil War where they were racing. It's like, you do have two characters who are basically at the same power level, and they really never, like, addressed that. I mean, that's like yeah. Superman and the Flash racing. Like, that's that's a comic book moment. But I like that it goes kind of like, you got to talk about it with other people to get the full effect of it. Like, they didn't really bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something about that. It's something about us having a conversation about that. Like, you caught that to me, too. Instead of having, like, the Russos ruin yet again something else because they keep talking about stuff. It's what, that series, it's what all these movies do best is, like, subtlety. It's or characters yeah. being people in ways that make you learn more about them without the characters just saying, hey, I'm like this. Or when because the, the like... scene with uh, Black Widow, uh, when uh, Black Panther gets out of jail, T'Challa gets out of jail. And his guard comes up. And, and, oh yeah, that's a good one. And he was like, "I would love to see this, but I have to go." Yeah, that's a good one. See, I like that because I would have really liked to see a fight between her mm-hmm. and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, like, they levels might be similar. They might be the same, and I would love to see that fight. Wait, let me let me sneak one more scene in there. It was weird because I thought like everybody else was on the same wavelength as me in the movie theater. I was the only one that cheered. But when Captain, when uh, Steve Rogers picked who the next Captain America was, ah. Falcon. To me, that was that was one of my. my oh, I love that part. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was already crying. Was Bucky, but he picked uh, Falcon. So I, that, that was one of the scenes that I enjoyed. But I was the only one that cheered in the theater. I was hyping that movie. I, I was hyped at that moment too. I rewatching Endgame. Into the little subtlety stuff that you pick on right before Steve leaves, him and Bucky have the same exchange they did last time they saw each other in uh, yep. Avenger before yep. he left off. Yep. Yep. And sure the fact that you know Bucky knows that he's gonna pick Sam. Bucky already knew before he left he was gonna yep. do the, he was gonna have his life and he knew when he came back mm-hmm. that he was gonna give the shield to Sam. And just to see that character be that cool with it, like knowing that his best friend is about to go have his best life, mm-hmm. and that he's going to give something that means so much that mantle of Captain America on to somebody else. And he just was so quiet. And when Sam was up there, he's like, Go ahead, and he just stands back there. I'm like, That subtlety and that acting by Sebastian, I'm like, That 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 hit me the second time I watched it, knowing 
he already knew it ahead of time. Yeah. Every I argument have... I ever have with people about Cap giving a shield to Sam, I always bring up the fact that Bucky knew he was giving the shield to Sam. Mm-hmm. And nobody, everybody's like, but no, in the comics. And I'm like, we're not talking comics. We're talking MCU right now. And in the MCU, Bucky is not ready to have that mantle mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man's still not right in the head. He's I was not ready to have that mantle. Like, if, if I had to pick a second seat, only because I wanted a movie off this. From Endgame. He just shows up and is wrecking shot on the Yakuza. I was losing it. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I saw. Me, I wish we had more everybody. of that, though. I wish we had more. Yeah. Of that. We only got a little. We only got a, like a little taste, and then they took it away. Mm-hmm. And you that's the thing. Like, you can see all of the dead bodies, and he just dropped. I'm like, oh damn, he he's already started. I hope they do have that in his uh his uh Disney Plus series. TV because show, yeah. I didn't I didn't know until the fact that Endgame was over, and after I I sat back in my seat, I'm like, damn, they lost. Fuck, Cap's still alive. Iron Man's still alive. So now I gotta get ready for them to die again. Wait, where's Hawkeye at? I didn't yeah. realize. To how me, much that's I one of the genius Hawkeye. moves of Endgame. That's yeah. one of the genius moves of Endgame is when they put him losing his family as like the first scene you see when Endgame comes on. Well, that shit hurt. Yeah, it did. Because yeah. he was gone. Like he was. I don't think we've seen Jeremy Renner since Civil War. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Yeah, you're right. And so for him to be gone since Civil War, and then the first thing we see. Is such an idyllic moment between him and his family, his daughter, his kids, his wife, and then to see that being taken away—that was just like a great way to start in game. Mm-hmm. Best Her- thing about that scene too is like you—you you know that's going to happen the whole mm-hmm. time. So as soon as you see that he's with his family, you're like, "Oh my god, this is going to be so rough." <laughs> I literally a, had somebody in a theater next to me say, "I forgot about him. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about his family." Like somebody I literally said that. that. I had people say that around me too, no. and they built it up the whole fucking series. Those movies, mm-hmm. are so yeah, good. like they built up how important his family is to him and how he doesn't want them involved in this nonsense that he does for a living, and then mm-hmm. just as involved as possible. There's a supercut on YouTube of the snap. Somebody actually took uh, the the end the uh, end credit scene with Sam, uh, the end credit scene, uh, the Ant Man, the Wasp, the beginning of Endgame, and linked them all up with the snap, and when you watch it, that scene really does hit you because coming to see him again, you're seeing all this other stuff, but this guy's literally the only one we see lose his family. Yeah, it is good. I just want to throw one more scene on the table, just one more, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just like little bits and pieces that I love. I love Asia Ultron when uh, Scarlet Witch is about to do her little mind control on Hawkeye, <laughs> and he turns and he hits her. He's like, "Yeah, I already, already had this done before. I already, already had this before." Like, I like little moments like that. I love little moments yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I love that because that was the best. Because he even Jamie Renner even complained, like, "Look, I'm a zombie through half of the movie. Like, I really do that much." And I'm like, "You have a pretty capable actor just running around not doing shit. So not doing nothing." And that movie have a funny scene where where, where Hulk spits out his tooth after after Iron Man punches him. He's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like, oh, it's a wrap now. See, there are moments I just can't pick a favorite. I could tell. That's what I, I said. Ain't all Ultron ain't that bad. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not really that, not. That bad. It's really yeah. not. And then, Watch it again. And then, like that that scene when they're on, Haw- on Hawkeye's farm, 
and you see the little bit of rift from Tony and and uh, Steve, and Steve getting that little bit. Of, I'm like, oh, that's it right there. Like that's that's the building of Civil War. Like Put it started. Go a few it, rounds. It started, started with there. They didn't resolve them. Mm-hmm. They never resolved that. You know, that no, was their true. That was their true. That was their true intentions coming from the Mind Stone, and then you had it where they're unfettered out in the wilderness. That was. Okay, that quick, quick said, question. When it comes down to it, you'll never be the guy to lay down on wire for the team. And then Foreshadow. The <laughs> um, I don't re-watch that too, and it's like that. Quick movie. question though, for like for everybody, like I've been. This is my theory that I kind of. This is just my theory. The whole like, uh, what's his name? The whole um, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury being a scroll. I say he's been a scroll since Age of Ultron. Mm. I could see that. I see that. The only reason me off the reason the reason I say that he's been a scroll since the Age of Ultron is because if you go back to Captain Marvel, and him and Carol are in that little bar, and she was like, "Prove to me you're not a scroll," and he says he cannot eat a sandwich that's cut diagonally, and in Endgame he eats a sa- I mean, in uh, Age of Ultron, really, he eats a sandwich diagonally. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow! I'm gonna go back and check that out. Yeah, it's at it's at Hawkeye's out. house. Like when he's like when Hawkeye is like playing darts with uh Tony and all that type of stuff. He eats a sandwich diagonally. I'm gonna check that one out. That's that's not bad. See, that's, that's the thing that pisses me off. They would miss either. No, and see, that's the thing that's pissing me off about this Sony thing now because if you can't reference Spider-Man, how do you really continue? Or arc now because the last time we've now seen Nick Fury, yeah. he's on sword. Yeah, and we, and we have and we have scrolls running the fucking muck, pretending to be the leader of the shield. Like, oh my god, it makes so much sense. Oh man, this is it. Just that thing just. Because when Locke said that, I thought about Nick Fury showing up in general. How did he get there without anybody noticing? Oh, he's Nick Fury. Hey, why are we why are we being recorded? Just put this out there. That's Disney's fault. Not Sony's. Yeah. Ah. No, it's definitely yeah. Disney's fault. They, they decided more, to change the deal to they get more. They deserve more than five percent. Like, they deserve fifty. They did deserve. Uh, I would say five. that. I would say that if 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 Sony didn't come out this past week and say, "Oh, Kevin Feige didn't help make any of the movies." Yeah. No, I'm I'm fir- I'm firmly on the Disney side. I put this blame on Sony. No, why it, not okay, ask for okay. like, what this you This is were. what happened. The deal was that Sony made the marketing, or I'm sorry, the merchandising dollars off of this stuff, and Disney made the box office. Disney wanted the merchandising dollars too, which is insane because Spider Man sells more merchandise than all the Marvel movies put together. So Disney's like, we are already getting the hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, close to a billion dollars at this point off these Spider-Man movies. And we also want more. It's all these like, well, uh, nah, dude. Like, keep in mind, those movies are made by Sony. Like, Marvel didn't make Far From Home or Homecoming. Like, they, their studio made that movie. I, 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 I do disagree. Because you, th- those Spider-Man films are not as good as they are if they're not in the MCU. I'm not saying that they, no, I'm not saying they're just as good. What I'm and, saying and, is and, Disney didn't like make. It's not like Sony gave them the rights to Spider-Man, as people like to keep saying it. Like those are Sony-made Columbia Pictures mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. that also happen to be part of the MCU by licensing. 
but like Disney is not like Kevin Feige and the people who made like Iron Man and Avengers and all that shit made Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home. Those are made by a, a studio at Sony. They did the casting. They did the they hired the director. They did everything except the lead producer role, which was Kevin Feige. So like they made these two movies and then Disney is telling them we want to change this deal that we have so that we also get the merchandising money from it, too, in addition to the box office that we already get. Like that was this this whole thing is Disney is overstepping and being greedy, and Sony is going. We don't like that deal, so the deal is just completely off for now. Disney They'll does definitely have a, negotiate, but Disney does have a little bargaining chip. Well, they had one because no Spider-Man films had made more than the last ones they had because that they because they were in the MCU. You I mean, know, yeah, they have a bargaining home, chip, but yeah, it's I mean, still but I'm saying Disney, Disney's like, like, like like you guys made the movies. And every movie you made less money made less money until we came in with you and made a co-production with Homecoming. You had made the most money. You had made Spider-Man Two, and then when we make Far From Home, that movie is a major MCU film, and you make your it's your highest-grossing film in the history of your studio. So I can see Disney like we need a little more money, but Disney was wrong for asking for fifty. I, no, but my I thing, mean... but my thing is go back further though. Who controlled? Because like. Spider-Man wouldn't be Spider-Man. Homecoming wouldn't be that and Far From Home if if Spider-Man was never introduced in Civil War. I agree with that, yeah. None of these movies, none of, none of his solo films would mean nothing if the hype over him being in Civil War wasn't what it was. But again, like it's not like Sony had a problem with him being a part of the thing. The deal was fine. They were down for the deal. They were signed on, I think, for another... Well, Three movies? Yeah, they were putting up. They were putting up for another three movies, no, and we're fine it was with another two. It was. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was, it was two. Yeah, it was in there. But yeah, I mean, so, yes. Yeah, I mean, Sony, of course, is going to be fine when they're only five percent of first day box office gross, but the movie's exactly. only making that much because they're tied to the MCU. I mean, it, it's that's it's fair. Only, what I'm that's saying the only is, reason. what I'm saying is, from my <laughs> perspective as fans, right, watching these movies, everything that we do as far as enjoying the movies, going to see them, talking about them, and all that stuff, would have stayed exactly, exactly the same, same. Had, Disney had Disney not, not tried to change the contract. So this I, is I Disney's fault. I still think I still think Sony would have fucked it up somewhere. It's Sony. I mean, okay, but they're like, making Morbius. They they don't know what the hell they're. I, I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying, like, the idea that, like, Sony messed this up or that, like, any, like this is 100% Disney being jackasses about the money side of it. And when they stop being jackasses about this is when it will be solved. Yeah, I, I mean, mean but I feel thing. like it's... on both ends is money. You know what I'm saying? Both yeah. ends, somebody somebody want money, somebody don't want to give money. But again, but they had like... already made a deal. And Sony was like, yeah, I'm good with the deal. And Disney was like, okay, cool. And then, wait, nah, we want more. Like, if you you had already signed the deal and Disney basically changed it, like, that. But I feel like it's a reason for that, and because we outside looking in, we won't know the real reason why they decide to change it. Money is always a factor, but I'm gonna say that I'm a I'm a personal believer that like if I got something and I hyped it up for you, and then now you like thanks for hyping this up and putting this into this world for people to see. Now I'm about to capitalize on this, and you just stay getting that little pocket you was getting. I'm I'm gonna ask for more. Yeah, but, but that's I mean... just me. They, they were given 5% of day one sales. Like, that's all. Like, ticket sales to see Far From Home and DVD sales, they're getting 5% of the first day, and that's it. That's what was going to Sony. No, that's what was going to Disney. That was what was going to Disney. But also, I read that Disney talked about, Disney, Marvel, all of them talked about the reason why they asked for more because they was going to give more in the process. They were going to that's give why, like, more, more of their production, more of everything. That's so why that's why Disney their 50% went up. Disney wanted to do a co-finance with 50. Like, okay, well, we'll co-finance with 50. 
percent of the profits. Now I agree with Sony. Like, okay, we've been making these movies without you, but they ain't been making good movies without Marvel. But it's like uh, Far From Home and Homecoming again. That's a not like that's a narrative no, that people created because we it's, like it's these a, movies more and they're so different. But they made those movies. No, but I mean they made it. But Kevin Feige was the lead producer on there. I mean he had major input in this film. Kevin Feige yeah. was the lead producer who did not write the script, who did not direct it, who did not do any of the casting. He like, did do the casting. He was in on the casting for Tom. Uh, what the hell is her name? Um, she's a buffoon. She was the head of Sony. Uh, she's a buffoon. She oh is. I, she's a buffoon. She, she. I cannot remember her name, but uh, she. She specific. Uh, <laughs> she. Um. She's. I can't yeah. remember. She, yes, she specifically brought in Feige because she knew she could not make another good Spider-Man film without him. It, it would behoove her to bring in Feige because the guy knows comics and he knows movies. But that, that what, idea that like everybody keeps putting forth help. about like. Because they, because of Marvel, they were able to make these movies good. Like that, that is not in fact how it went. It seems that way because as soon as they go to Marvel, they suddenly make these amazing movies. But that's not actually how it went. When we had all Sony, one hundred percent, we got Spider Man three. So. And we also got into the Spider Verse. <laughs> oh my god. We got into the Spider Verse, which was better than Homecoming. But, but how long did it take <laughs> for us to get into the Spider Verse? Another yeah. year after Homecoming. What you mean? It wasn't that long. No, but I mean from Sony. I'm talking about from Sony. Yeah. They, how they long did it take Sony no, that's to make thing, a, like, a good Spider-Man film? And that's what I'm saying. That's what the transition was. So like they got a different team. They got rid of the like directors, the style they were going for, and made Homecoming. Like they they staffed up, they changed direction, and they finally made a good one. And it just so happened to be the one that's in the MCU. And then they made another good one, which was into the Spider Verse. And now apparently they've made the best one ever with Far From Home. And people just keep acting like the <coughs> MCU, like they had nothing to do. Like they they that is their movie. They made that movie, and then okay. saw five percent of the box office profits. No, but I feel like I feel like popularity is everything, and I feel like if this Spider Man Homecoming was good, but if this Spider Man was not attached to the MCU, I doubt people would probably feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, they, they sure. didn't see the Andrew Garfield films. That's that's like, you know they yeah, in terms of box office. But I mean, what happens if so? The logical extension of this, right? If they never sign this deal again, is the third, you know, the next Spider Man movie with Tom Holland is made by the exact same people who made Far From Home and the exact same people who made Homecoming. And is just as good, but doesn't connect to the MCU. Oh, here's I, the problem. That's a realistic I, possibility. I don't think you can do that because his this version of Spider-Man is intentionally tied to the MCU. I mean, he even admitted that the little kid in Iron Man Two with the Iron Man helmet on was right. Peter Parker. So this character is you can't do. That's why I don't know how Sony's going. This yeah, because it's going to be difficult without a soft it. reboot. Sure. It's going to be difficult. And I'm not that, but the, I mean, clearly the talent is there. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I, I think it's hard. That's really because I think the MCU will course correct better than Sony will without them. I think because so- Sony, to me, messed up by getting Spider-Man that deep into the MCU. Like oh, from no, what they had just again, from what they had just again, did, they were just thinking we're making movies part of this contract that we signed. So they didn't make any mistakes. They're like, this is the deal. We're honoring oh, the deal by making these that movies. That could be on be good. that could be on Disney as well. You know, that's definitely on Disney. No, but what I'm saying that's on Disney. We're gonna wrap your story so deep in us that you don't ain't got no choice but to start it over. True, you're not wrong. Exactly. There, True, true. You're, you're not wrong. By doing this, Sony signed Tom Holland for three movies. 
They didn't sign the director for three. He only has to do two. No, he but you also don't. They like no movie does that. Like you don't sign the same director for. Yeah, but it, but yeah. there's no way that there's no way that they're gonna bring someone else in to do the exact same thing. It's gonna be the, the exact same. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So the problem is not only do you have that. Amy Pascal has been reported since Homecoming. She was going around saying, "We're gonna bring put, bring Spider Man back and we're gonna make him better." Mm-hmm. But the guy who's running Sony's uh, division that involves Spider Man. Is the same guy who who fucked up uh, X Men Three? Avi Arad. Yeah, no, not that, him. That, uh, no, not uh, him. Brian something. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. No, no, not him? Brian Singer. It's something worse. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because he also got to start like around the same time Feige did too. He worked with Feige and Feige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know what you're I, talking about. Yeah, I assume and, it uh, should work out. Like, there's too much money involved for it not to work out. Um. But the real reason yeah, I, I just don't like the idea, especially from you guys specifically, who know like way more about movies than I do, of people being like, "This is a Sony thing." It's not. Like I well, hate the, Sony Pictures as much as the next guy, but they made from, these two movies. They're fucking awesome, apparently. And this thing is Disney being trash. Also, don't forget Disney trash. We love Marvel, but Disney true. sucks, and they've always sucked. The the reason I heard that the real reason this might have really effed up is because the head of, long story short, the uh, head of. Disney film, not Disney the company, but the head of Disney film is getting ready to retire and he wants to give his job to Kevin Feige. Oh lord. But Alan Horn, the head of Disney Total, does not want that. He wants Feige to stay on with just the MCU because those are the only things that are really making money for them. So Star Wars is making, it's making money, but Marvel's making more money because you have more IP. So he wants him, especially now that they have the X-Men and Fantastic Four properties back to him. So he wants Feige to stay where he is. Feige's, from what I've heard, is looking like, hey, I've already built this into the greatest juggernaut in film history. I love Star Wars, and I love other films. I'm thinking of going up there. So now it's kind of like a power battle, which is kind of went back to 2015. Ike Perlmutter, who was the former head of Marvel, got jettisoned and made Marvel TV head because mm. Feige and him were butting heads and Feige came to uh, Alan Horn and said, look, it's either him or me and he split the company off and that's why we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Disney, and the uh, Netflix shows not having any real connection to the MCU because Feige doesn't want anything to do with the TV part. I get that. All I'm right, sorry, with, 30 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> with that being said, we're gonna wrap up. Uh, this was a pleasure. We got a lot of information from a lot of people. I got ganged up on, uh, but it's all good. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp, man, like that. Like I'm gonna mention that every fucking show. It's like okay. that, That's gonna be my new call sign. That's my that... above Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my new sign off. All right, podcast podcast so picture needs to just be your list, man. <laughs> Like, 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 you know what? It might be a couple months. Remember when that top 50 50 rappers list came out with Joe Button in like number three, and everybody was that's that's a Joe Button list as the podcast. Joe Button is top three that are live. People need to see this list. Ant Man and the Wasp is like having a little Uzi Vert. You might have one in a moment. (laughs) You're gonna go viral, or people gonna be at your door with pitchforks. You don't want that drama, but yeah. Having that there is like having little Uzi Vert in the top 20. Like, like I don't get that. Like, yeah, he and somebody stopped telling me. <laughs> uh, everybody, it was honestly a pleasure. Um, Rob, it was a pleasure finally getting you 
on the show. Uh, I, I appreciate Hubert, you guys having me. Hubert, always a pleasure. Love Thank having you. you on. Jay Tesla, love having you on. Appreciate that beat too. That is so cold. Really appreciate that. Uh, Devin, of course, uh, you know, it's always good to uh, podcast with you, especially now that you ain't in the city no more. So good to podcast with you on for this side. Uh, really appreciate everybody coming on and giving their like opinion on something that means a lot to all of us, which is these films, and really get you know some good good banter and some good passion too. Absolutely. So right before we leave, us get all these social medias out there. Uh, like before, ladies first. Uh, follow me everywhere: Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. Name is Black Girl Marvel. I'm also on IG and Facebook. All right, whoever wants to go next. This is Devin. You can follow me on Twitter at Devin63. That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can find me on Instagram at Allsteak, no sizzle. That's one word. And make sure you <laughs> check out the Knockouts of Three Cows podcast. All right, Tesla. Find me everywhere at JTesla, J-A-Y-T-E-Z-L-A, JTeslaBandCamp.com, JTesla.Nerdvana.WordPress.com. All right, and last but not least, Hubert. Um, man, I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm Hubert Davis on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I run a website called Everyone Who Cares. That is everyonewhocares.com, and same accounts for Facebook and Twitter as well. I'm place YouTube, all that shit. Uh, chaos. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at T Chaos. That's K A Y O S. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Kyle J Campbell. You can follow the show at Wakanda Podcast this on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on my uh, other accounts. You can find that on Podcast Detroit. And you can also find me on Facebook in the Reality Era New uh, Facebook group talking about good old-fashioned wrestling. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so you can find me at on Twitter and Instagram at uh, the Red Face and Monster. Um, on Facebook, you know, of course, you can find me at Mark McKinney. You can find me also, besides what kind of podcast is that, you can find me on Checkmate Entertainment and as well as Blacklist Gaming. Uh, this is a pleasure, everybody. Um, can't wait to do something like this again on this grand scale. And as the outro should be playing by now, um, Peace and air grease. We out. Take care of yourself and each other.